Welcome to The Action Shelf, the podcast that celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman. You know, we've we've had a rough few episodes, I feel like, you know, with the Commando, sure with Blast. These were kind of weak. I had a feeling when this one was next up on the calendar that this one was going to kind of cleanse the palate and buoy our spirits. And oh boy, I I don't think I was prepared for what was about to happen to me when I pushed play last night watching this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was certainly a lot of fun. There's this, there's a lot of enjoyment to be had with this. Movie. One of the one of the highest compliments I can pay a movie on this show specifically. This yeah. felt canon esque. Yes, yes, it did. Yeah, and so we are talking about 1991's Stone Cold, uh, which does not have Stone Cold Steve Austin. It does not. Style. It does not. It has Brian Bosworth. Welcome to the action shelf, Brian Bosworth, NFL yeah. uh, in infamous NFL player. I'm not gonna say NFL legend. I'm gonna say infamous NFL player. Brian he was Bosworth. certainly in the NFL. Yeah, he he, oh, he and and he played just three seasons in the National Football <laughs> League before a devastating shoulder injury ended his career. Um, he played for the the Seattle Seahawks. He was a linebacker. Uh, okay, I was about to ask. Uh, he looks like a linebacker. Yes, he was a linebacker, uh, dubbed the Boz. Uh, mm-hmm. As they say here, during that period, he made plenty of headlines for a mixture of reasons. Uh, mostly, I mean, he wasn't, he was a good football player, obviously he made professional, but he was more known for his trash talking and upsetting players of uh, other teams and also known for, and you do see them in this movie, his fashion sensibility, specifically his famous use of Zubaz pants, which he does wear. (laughs) Zubaz pants. Yeah. He does wear at one point in this movie, he's got his Zubaz on, which for those unfamiliar... Zubaz were kind of dayglow colored pants with zebra sort of striping on them. They're hideous pants. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. truly ugly pants. And, of course, well known for his bleached blonde mullet, which is on very strong display in this movie. We need to, yeah, there's a couple things we need to discuss here. First of all, I think Zubaz pants places this movie in a time, <laughs> like, exactly in the time that it exists mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. 1991 mm-hmm. it is the only t- when you think of the 90s zubaz pants i think are one of the things that pop up in your head absolutely yeah, yeah. whether or not you actually like know them by name once you see mm-hmm. them you're like oh yeah early oh, 90s yeah. that's the early 90s yeah 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 uh, this- and yeah. and then the other thing i wanted to talk about <laughs> was is the hair yes now this his hair looked 
like you get to see some close-ups of this hair mm-hmm. and it's unusual to say the least because oh, yeah. it 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 is his hair right it's yes. not a hair yep. piece right yes because his mullet so it's like a blonde like a bleach blonde mullet yeah uh but under the back part of the mullet he has shorter hair which you can see so it's like a an upper layer is the long part yes which was leading me to believe that it was a hair piece no this but, is all a calculated <laughs> specifically maintained because you can go to his football days and see he's rocking this it. look man um i guess you can call this a head cape right because it, it's not <laughs> It's not all of the back of the head is long hair. It's it's like right. this upper layer is like draped over the back of his neck. Well, it's yes, because I'm, I'm looking at some of his pictures of him when he played football. And yes, mm-hmm. it is it is long on top, close cropped on the sides. And then, yeah, buzzed underneath, but leaving a layer of hair that so it's it's like you let the back part grow out, then you buzz the back of your head, and then yeah, just let it hang out. It is uh, a a, a god awful look. I mean, just it's terrible. I mean, just, it is one of the worst hairstyles I've ever seen. Honestly, yeah, yeah. And this was his signature style. I mean, this. Yeah. And I I'm not the biggest fan of of the mullet look, but there no. are people who can pull it off. Sure, I think sure. Uh, but this look we've is talked about unique. some of them on the show, you know. Yes, I mean, I yes, think I think exactly. the Chuck Norris mullet was a glorious thing. I do too. Yeah, yeah. I think he really made it work. That was sure. key to his whole aesthetic. But well, the other thing is, Boz has taken the mullet to a whole other level, though. Here, I mean, this is this is next level mulleting here, and in a movie filled with awful hair. Like almost every just, character has atrocious yeah. hair. Because oh, well, yeah. we're going to talk about what Lance Henriksen looks like in this movie. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Except for at the end when they let him, or yeah. when they took off the hairpiece or let well, him Well, that's, that's the difference, though. I kept thinking watching the movies, I'm going, well, Lance Henriksen, this is a character they've created in the hair and makeup department. The Boz right. came in looking like that. And you best believe nobody was able to convince him to shave off that. I here's God the thing. I don't. Th- I don't think they were trying to because this movie was built around. Oh, this guy was a big personality in the NFL. This is his mm-hmm. acting debut. I I can see that based on his acting ability. <laughs> um, this is it, man. Limited. This is where yeah. it starts. And yeah, do there are many more. Boz action films we can talk about on this show. Uh, Which is interesting because if I'm not mistaken, this movie was a huge bomb. uh, Correct, it was. Correct, it was. Yeah. 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 I didn't look up how much it cost. Oh, I have that. I don't want to spoil that. I have that info so we can can play that. But yes, no. Oh, no, no. No, this movie did not even make its budget back. So how how does one get a career (laughs) off of a bomb like this you know what i mean yeah like how do are all the movies he makes after this just significantly less expensive Pro- or, well i or... mean i will say this is the only theatrically released bosworth uh okay vehicle. Gotcha. so he goes straight into straight to video stuff um gotcha. and aside from small appearances in some major films mm-hmm. um you know he he is in like the longest yard which is a football 
comedy, right? So he's playing a football That's... player in that. And I think yeah. like I think if I recall, everyone in that is like all the bad guys are actual football players in that movie, if I remember correctly. <laughs> um, yeah, that that is kind of the the gag there. Um, mm-hmm. Oh. Oh man, uh, I will say uh, his later career is he has very much fallen into the Christian right wing films. Uh, he has been in several Don't movies say. with David A. R. White, uh, who we've talked about. Um, yes, we have. And uh, I, 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 I think I, I think we have to watch whatever this Kevin Sorbo, <laughs> Brian Bosworth movie is. Where the tagline is, it's called The Reliant, and the tagline is, protect family and faith at all costs. Oh, no. Yeah, this is another Christian. I think we got to call up Devin on this one and watch it. Um, I think we do, yeah. yeah. Oh, and Eric Roberts is in it. Of course. Who will just be in literally. Oh, yeah, well, that's the thing is, like, Eric Roberts, it's not like a, a, you know, a moral thing with him. It's a, you got money, I'm there. Because uh, Robert's, as we've talked about, Robert's career is all over the fucking place. He can be in Dark Knight, and he can be in a David Ayer White movie. Like you know, he literally uh, lacks the ability to decline a role. Um, I think it just is like if there's money, just tell me where and when I need to be there. Like you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So Bosworth has. I mean, he's in, he's still acting to this day. So this kicked off yeah. a. a a multi-decade career. There is a an ESPN documentary about him that I've actually wanted to watch called Brian and the Boz. Um, kind of about how his own persona sort of doomed him inside the NFL. Um, but uh, but anyway, let's talk about this movie. <clears throat> a movie I I I vaguely remember seeing as a kid when I was just watching anything on like cable, but mm-hmm. found when I watched it last night, I did not remember any of it and was pleasantly surprised. By how fucking insane this movie! I mean, this it's, it's right a lot. from the start because the start is a ripoff of it. I'm going. This is giving me Cobra vibes. Yep. Yes. Yes. The supermarket uh, I, stick up. Yeah. When I was watching, I went, "Oh my god!" They're just. I mean, the, Cobra was just a few years before this, and they're right. they're just straight up doing the start of Cobra. Like it's yeah, it's like beat for beat, it's almost exactly. It's the pretty same. close to the beginning of Cobra. Less money. Well, let's talk about the budget actually, because there's there's yes. definitely less. I mean, this is this is not as good as Cobra. It's not as polished as Cobra at the very least. Sure. Uh, I yeah. think I think on the level of just insane fun, though, these are pretty neck and neck, man. I really, I really, I do want to state, I really enjoyed watching this movie. It was yeah, it was a lot of fun. Obviously, uh, the Boz does not have the charisma of a Sylvester. No, song. that's that's a huge problem. And actually, I did listen to a little bit of uh, the How Did This Get Made episode about this. And I will just mm. posit their recasting theory, which is this movie needed Swayze, is what they were mm. saying. <gasps> that would have been so good. Yeah, because they were shit. saying like that same energy he has in Roadhouse really would have worked mm-hmm. here. And I agree. That's. That's the this script needed Swayze, and it would have been uh, better. But the movie, <laughs> the other thing, this movie never stops moving long enough for me to really get upset with Bosworth as an actor because there's always some insane action beat right around the corner. That's, that's true. Yeah, it's got that uh, rule like every ten pages there's a uh, there's, an, there's action an action beat. beat it's got it's got this. It's not a Joel Silver, but that is the Joel Silver rule, and it definitely feels right. like they they are carrying that forward. And they've also done the that, cl- was that 
Uh, I was just gonna say that makes such a big difference. Like coming off of the commando, where it's an hour of nothing happening, yes. and then the last ten minutes are some action. It really does. Like, yeah, it makes a huge difference. Uh, uh, the other thing I was gonna say is they've also done the classic move of our main actor can't act, so let's cast really good actors and all the parts around him. Because Lance Henriksen is amazing in yep. this movie He's Lance, insane. Lance Henriksen is one of my all-time favorites and we've watched him in a few movies now if you listen to our commentary series we've also seen him in Hard Target and Aliens he always brings it like he is just a guy yeah. who will always bring it uh Forsyth is fucking crazy in this thing too um yeah, yeah. and uh Sam McMurray who's a character actor I like a lot who plays the hypochondriac FBI partner is also doing a lot to try to inject this movie with something yeah yeah i mean uh, he's maybe he's, surprised, but I, at least it's a take i suppose well yeah. i mean the part is very silly as written yeah. um yeah but listen i want you to take your best guess considering this is 1991 what this movie cost this movie has a lot of explosions a lot it of explosions. has a action sequence with a helicopter at, yeah. at the end of it. yeah so there's there's a lot going on. There's a lot of money on the screen, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna guess twenty million dollars. You know, pretty close. Let's been seventeen. I'm, I'm gonna 17. put you. Okay. I'm gonna put you in the right in the ballpark, though. I think that's. I think you're pretty on the money with that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Seventeen. I do know how much movie or how much money it made. Uh, yeah, which was nine million dollars. Yeah, nine point one million exactly on a seventeen million dollars budget. That's not good. Although Real. I think this is one, and I think this explains when you talk about his later career. I think this is one that made a lot of money on rental. That makes sense. I think this yeah. thing, and I think that's where they kind of went like, oh, the 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 Bosworth crowd. It, let's keep him straight to video because that's where people are gonna, and that happens to a lot of the action guys, of course. Sure, um, of course. But yeah, this is it is nice to see though when we watch any any ones we watch that came out in theaters you're like, "Oh, there is a polish to them though." There's just a certain there's something a little extra like, that it just it's just that much better. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, this is still 17 million dollars. That's like a lower to middle range budget, but still right. there's just well we have uh let's talk about director Craig R. Baxley. Uh, who directed this thing, uh, and who yeah. uh, who came from the world of stunts prior to directing. That makes sense. Yeah, he was a, a stunt coordinator and stunt double in uh, many of our favorite things, Lisman. He was the stunt coordinator for the television series MASH. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. He did stunts. Whoa. He did a lot of 70s TV, a lot of stunts for Wonder Woman, Bionic Woman, MASH. Uh, uh, and then, uh, really, I think important to you and I, he was the stunt coordinator for the entirety of the series of the A Team. Yeah, yeah. And that shows that in this sense. movie, man. I think this really shows. He was also a stunt driver for Dukes of Hazard. Um, he started his directing career then on A Team, which makes sense. He kind of moved from the stunt coordinator. He directed definite future episode action Jackson. Which was his, mm -hmm. uh, which is Carl Weathers. Uh, then he did Dark Angel, which we are doing, I think, next year when we do our Dolph Lundgren month. Uh, then this, then he made a, what is this, Raven? 
Oh, this looks like something we'd have to watch. Uh, a lot of this guy's career is made up of movies we would watch on this show, basically. Uh, and I think I think him coming from stunts really does speak to why this movie is so successful. Oh yeah, because the stunts are pretty good. Like they're honestly, really the solid. stunts are. There's some really great action set pieces. Um, there's some really the, great stunts. The action is, I mean, the, explosions. the action is really good in this movie. Like, that, yeah, it, the thing. Yeah. Like, the movie is just as stupid as anything yeah. we've ever watched. Um, yes. But when I think, but it also, uh, and I want to, I want to uh, also point out uh, Walter Doniger, who wrote this movie, and who, <laughs> listen, I don't know if I don't know if you looked him up at all. Uh, this was one of his, I believe this was his final theatrical film credit before he went into, uh, TV, I think. Oof. Let me see here. Uh, oh wait, that's his director. Uh, wait, he directed some stuff. That's not what, uh, okay. This is just his final credit in general. Never mind. This is, this is the last movie he wrote, but this guy goes back to 1940s, like noir cinema of Hollywood, wow. like Hollywood and early days of tell. I mean, this guy wrote for Perry Mason and stuff, you know? Uh, so it's interesting that this this is the this is the end of his career right here. The last one he wrote is Stone Cold. Uh, Walter Dodger, a graduate of the Harvard School of Business. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, he was a Universal staff writer at Universal Studios in the '40s. Um, so hmm. this guy's old Hollywood, and clearly was just like, yeah, I'll write you motorcycle action movie. Whatever you want, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, um, whatever, whatever. Um, and then can I can I read you my favorite piece of behind the scenes trivia from this? Oh yeah, uh, actor Michael Douglas, uh, legend certainly, was an executive producer of the film, but received no credit. Quote according to his wishes. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael Douglas produced this movie and then went. I don't want to be known for that though. So. Did he have faith in it originally and then my just saw the film and was like, mm, maybe not? That's my guess. My guess is he probably, you know, because you acquire scripts, he probably had hmm. this script. And who knows what the script was because we'll also talk about a lot of this thing changed during production, apparently. Uh, including, yeah. uh, according to Lance Heinrichsen, Lance Heinrichsen Im improvised every line of dialogue he has in the movie. <laughs> I, I could tell. It, it was all better than the rest of yeah, the movie. Yeah, Lance so. Henriksen says he made up all of his lines in the film. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I my guess is maybe this came Douglas's way as a vehicle for himself or something, and then he just stayed attached to it but didn't really be involved, and then he was like, please don't put my name on that. Because, you it's, know, if they did, they would have been Michael Douglas Presents, you know. They would have right, really sold exactly. it on his name, and he's like, "No, no, I'm good. No, I'm okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. need this." Um, <laughs> so that is that That's is my favorite funny. piece of trivia, though. Is Michael Douglas is like, "I want nothing to do with this turkey," um, <laughs> and probably for the best. Michael Douglas continued to have a successful career, so uh, <laughs> he sure did. Um, sure. William Forsyth, who plays Ice, the main henchman, Ice the, Henley, Ice Henley, man. He was also shooting. Uh, he was also playing the villain in the Steven Seagal movie Out for Justice. <laughs> At the same time, he was literally going one week on that movie, one week on this movie, back and forth. That does explain why he's almost not in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> like he's sort of in it, but not, not really. Yeah, he would alternate between each film during the week. Oh, during the week, so it would literally be like a day on that set, a day on this set, day on that set, day on this set. 
Uh, and Out for Justice is a fucking crazy Seagal movie. Um, yeah. So that was during the height of Seagal, too, in 91. So uh, just... <laughs> and also, oh, uh, my final piece of trivia about this, which is Craig R. Baxley, who was brought in to direct, was brought in after... Uh, four weeks was already spent filming with a different director, Bruce Malmuth, right. um, who was replaced for unknown reasons or, or reasons Ooh. that, uh, what is it here? Uh, due to personal reasons he couldn't control, which poured out on set. Is what Brian Bosworth said. I don't know what that means. I, my guess is substance abuse, maybe? Substance abuse, maybe. Mental health. Know, some kind of, yeah, something, yeah. So anyway, they... <laughs> They fired him and brought in Craig R. Baxley four weeks into shooting, uh, and then uh, and actually ended up using none of what that guy shot, including an entire backstory involving Stone Cold's uh, wife and children. Here's the thing: when you have the boss in mm-hmm. in the lead role, I don't know if you need that stuff. Like you, <laughs> you want that stuff in there if you have an actor who's actually going to make that stuff mean yeah. something. Yeah, because otherwise it's just a distraction from the explosion. I can motorcycle chases. Having watched the movie, I can't imagine where his wife and children would have fit into the plot of this thing. No idea. Yeah, like it doesn't. It doesn't matter who this person is. Like th- this movie is uninterested in in this character. Oh really. yeah. Well, cause also because he goes undercover so fast that like yeah. his life before it doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, no. So, yeah. Uh, and also, they did, uh, much like Cobra, have to cut down a lot of the excessive violence to avoid an NC-17 rating. And this movie yes. is still pretty fucking violent. That's true. Yes. Uh, yes this thing does not hold back on that. So, um, do we want to dive into the actual plot here? Of Stone, yeah, let's the do plot, it. The plot, as it were, which is basically... this. This, to me, this plot is indicative of what action shelf movies should be which is a loose enough plot to hang action sequences on right exactly um yeah so this i mean i i i I started this movie last night and i and i i'm getting my notes together i'm getting my pen out and this movie just starts right away yes (laughs) yeah the action is immediate right away there's a crazy punk criminal in a supermarket and he just shoots like literally the first shot of the movie is a barrel of a shotgun coming right at camera and you're like jesus christ <laughs> i had to pause it for a second and get all my note taking stuff together because i'm like oh shit i'm not ready god damn it movie yeah, you're getting ahead of me i was expecting there to be like a five minute opening credit sequence mm-hmm, you know that's mm-hmm. nothing but nope no. Oh, and the even the opening credit sequence when we get to it is filled with action scenes. Yes, yes. But yeah, so we start with, <laughs> what is this crime? These guys have just taken, like four armed men have taken a grocery store. For Yeah, for what purpose, it does not bother to explain. No, uh, I don't know who, because the, these guys aren't related to the Brotherhood later, are they? They are, because one of them, it isn't one of them revealed later to be part of the Brotherhood, which is how they find out that the Boz no, is... No, no, that's the guy who he pretends to murder later in the movie. Remember where they have the ear? Oh, okay. Remember they put okay, that guy okay. in a plane to make it seem like he killed that guy? But then right. that guy comes back. So no, that's I think this is just it. nonsense. Totally unrelated. It's just to set up the Boz... For an act maybe they I, I think yeah they just put it in here 
just because somebody saw Cobra and was like, <laughs> we could put that in this movie. I mean, and I will say right away, I'm going like, this is a rip off of Cobra and it's not as good because like the lighting, remember the lighting is real moody and cool in Cobra. Yeah. And there's a like lot of dark. Just, and mysterious. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of mystique to it here. Everything is just brightly lit. We don't get any of the, they don't have the money to do the cops outside going, well, we got no choice. We got to call in the Cobra. Here's another question. Is he just casually happen into this store or has he been sent? Uh, he casually happened because uh, the police are like, hey, you're, you shouldn't be here dealing right. with this stuff. He, that's true. He's You've suspended. Been, you're on suspension. Yeah, exactly. He just comes in. He he walks. Okay, this is what I couldn't. This is where some of the editing was like. He comes in while the robbery's in progress, and then goes yes. about his shopping. I don't think he noticed. <laughs> he seemed to not notice the robbery, and the robbers seemed to not notice him, despite all of this happening right by the entrance to the store. Yeah, yeah. For for whatever reason, he's just you know he's doing his own thing. I also yeah. love the main leader guy holding a gun to a, a like a teenage girl with headgear on. Right, right. That was <laughs> weird. I guess to really make choice. her seem young and vulnerable. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and by the way, that's a young Renee O'Connor goes on to play Gabby on Xena the Warrior Princess. Oh, oh, yeah. didn't recognize yeah. her. Yeah, I didn't oh. either. I, that was an IMDb trivia. So, but uh, I, I I watched some Xena as a kid. I remember her. Um. Mm. Yeah, and <laughs> he's. Uh, uh. Uh. Did you clock what's in his shopping cart? By the way. No. They. No, I don't remember they very clearly is. focus on the front of his shopping. If this is product placement, it's a weird product to put in this movie, and it's premium saltines. <laughs> well, actually, it wasn't just that. There, there's a lot of like actual products on the there shelves are. Yeah. in this scene, which was shocking. But like, to me, people are shooting up the store, and the boss is just shopping the aisles, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, and, do I want some Quaker oats? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> not today. No. Um, but <laughs> and this introduces us to the score that will be the score throughout the movie, which is just a lot of. Like this. I honestly don't remember the score at it's all. It's just it nonstop so guitar riffs is all the score yeah. is. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, it's, which, I mean, boy, when we talk about problematic divorced dad movies, right from the start, this thing, you've got an NFL star in a movie about mm -hmm. bikers? Holy shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is... Uh... This definitely screams a problematic divorce dad movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the the perspective on women in this movie is oh. so divorced dad. It's oh. great. Like literally, women are treated as a currency in this movie. Literally, uh, yeah. And you could say like, well, you know, uh, you know, it's part of this like neo Nazi biker yeah. gang. So yeah, they wouldn't probably have the best. But Bosley is also not great about how he treats women. No, no. Oh God. So. Oh no. The treatment of women is. Here's an, here's a weird thing about this too. He doesn't kill any of these guys. That's true. Which That's, is which I was yeah. kind of surprised by because of course Cobra is blowing people away. Well, um, he is the cure. Yeah, you know, crime is a disease. Crime is a disease. He's the cure. What is <laughs> crime is a disease, and uh, what is a. Uh, uh, Bosworth is like a preventative vaccine. 
Boz is a uh, Band-Aid. Yeah, or exactly. He's, a, he's like an ointment. Yeah, yes, yes. He's, an, he's, he's like a cold medicine to treat the symptoms, you know? Right. <laughs> but he's exactly. not going to cure a crime by any means. No, definitely um, not. Because we didn't think Cobra was the best cop, but I think John Stone is a much worse cop. 100%. Because For some- he doesn't... Oh, act, I mean, the biggest thing when we get to the end of this movie... He actually doesn't save anyone's life. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Everybody that the biker gang is trying to kill, they do kill. They are successful. I, I couldn't believe that watching it. Because I'm like, <laughs> Cobra did prevent murders. Yes. Cobra stopped yes. crime. Yes. This guy, all he does is avenge mass slaughter of what, if the end of this, which we'll get into, of course, in detail... If the end of this movie occurred, the single worst domestic terrorist attack in the United States history. 100%. There was some <laughs> some fairly unfortunate uh, Jan 6 vibes going on. Uh, at, Holy at shit! I mean, I couldn't <laughs> believe it when I was watching this once again. Because yeah. the, the third act of this movie we'll get to, it takes off in a whole other... Dr- any Already, this movie is fairly unrealistic, and then it becomes a fucking cartoon. Yes. Uh, but yes, unfortunately, yeah, a politically prescient cartoon. But, yeah, you do bring up a good point. This movie doesn't seem to understand what the idea of police policing is supposed to be. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the idea is that it they are supposed to prevent crime, theoretically. There is no... There is no protecting of the innocent in this movie. No, no. I guess you could say they stop the drug from being distributed. But is, is that even a... That's not even the main goal of the... No, that... By the way, they stopped drugs they gave the bad guys from That's getting true. out to the street. That's true. They're, they're, you could argue they're still just covering their own ass. That might be the most realistic portrayal of the no, police. In this shit, movie. yeah. Just no. the idea of, like, a, a, a sting gone wrong and them having to be like, fuck, okay, uh, we got to respond to this. But yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, there is... I, I'll say this right now. John Stone is not a hero at all. No, no. Not even not, remotely. Not at all. No. He does nothing heroic in this film. Like, I, literally I, nothing. I would much rather have Marion Cobretti on my streets than John Stone. Sure. Uh, I mean, and even Cobretti is a full-on sociopath. Full-on like... sociopath, but at least he has a basic <laughs> understanding of if I'm shooting the bad guys, it is to protect people. Not to avenge deaths of. <laughs> I, I don't disappear mysteriously while violent acts happen, and then show up later to avenge those violent acts. Yeah, you know. So yeah. he he he's he's knocking dudes around here. He punches one guy into the the glass of the milk refrigerator. Yes, and then he, he the last guy he gets <laughs> by throwing. Uh, a jar of what? Some kind of like pasta sauce or something? Who knows? I, some like, sort of oil-based yeah, uh, product. I, I was gonna say it looks like a pesto, maybe or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Over over one aisle into the next, and then the, a guy slips on it. I mean, what? What? This is like a Looney Tunes thing. <laughs> yes. The, yeah. The, he he defeats him with Looney Tunes logic. Yeah, because the guy slips on it and then goes into like a display of soup cans. It was uh, Coca Cola. Oh, it was Coca Cola. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, interesting. Because in Cobra, it was Pepsi. Pepsi was on display. 
<laughs> oh, that is interesting. Yeah, because remember, the, oh wow, and now in that, remember, he just takes refuge behind a Pepsi display because Cobra right, yeah. just uses a gun to shoot people. You know, like something I would expect in an adult action film. Because <laughs> at this point, I'm going, what? What is this? Like a PG thirteen goofball right. movie? Yeah, is is Macaulay Culkin responsible for booby trapping this this grocery it's, store? It's, like, yeah, th this is exactly how Kevin McAllister would have handled this guy. Um, <laughs> and so then when the cops show up, I'm literally counting down the seconds till he makes this first one liner, and I know <laughs> what it's gonna be. Because yeah, you're talking is that just from intuition of watching these movies? I like, think so. Yeah, because you're just yeah. going like, okay, grocery store, the guy did this. And yeah, his first one-liner is, "You got to clean up on aisle four. Boo! Yeah, it is like, yeah, lame, man. Lame. And then it. And by the way, the production company that comes up. Did you catch the name of this production company? No, I missed that. The movie's called Stone Cold, and it comes to us from Stone Group Pictures. Oh, interesting. Wow. Because there's a dude, Stone Group Pictures presents Brian Bosworth. Uh, and I looked up Stone Group oh. Pictures' other movies. They're all uh -huh. future episodes, I think. Okay, uh, great. Double Impact with Stallone playing twins, Dolph Lundgren and Joshua Tree. Like, um, they made we a lot. We could do a whole month <laughs> of people playing two parts. Yes. In, in fact, you know I, I mean? think we will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are like four Stallone movies where he plays two parts. Uh, we could do There's like we could do Twin Dragons with Jackie Chan. Yeah, we could do any number of Van Damme movies. He's yeah, got a, he's, he's got quite a few. He's got quite a uh, few. Uh, there's a bunch. There, I feel like they've all done that. Is that uh, when we do Jet Li's The One? Is yes. That when... Yes. To my friend Martin, who uh, has said he wants to come on this show to do The One. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we, that's one. Maybe we call it our double feature month. Ooh, very good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna make that happen. Cause yeah, that is common. I know there's a Lorenzo Lamas one where he plays two people. Um. So uh, yeah. Uh, I wrote down that this opening title sequence is against what I just called a biker antics montage. Yes. Yes. It's just weird general antics of they're these, like this biker pulling dudes behind trucks and stuff yeah yeah they're shooting bottles off oh. of like people's uh this is the first uh inclination of this movie not understanding how bullets work yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the person uses like little submachine gun to shoot a bottle off of somebody yeah it's a, somebody puts like a beer can on their shoulder and forsyth picks up i don't know it's like a fucking uzi yeah uh yes. And just blasts away at the thing, but not in a like just. And the it just hits the thing, and the the car behind him explodes because everything in this movie does. Everything, every single vehicle in this movie is charged to blow from the yes. faintest hit. Yes, yes, that 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 is the fiction of this world here. That all cars can explode at any given moment. Which. We've said many times on the show, we are here for. We love when that Absolutely. happens. It's yeah. the we best. don't need logic in this fucking film. No, okay. no. Like I said, this, this is honestly like in my contention for the best movie we've watched of the year so far. 
Uh, <laughs> it, because, it's up there for sure. Yeah, I think I think it definitely is because it follows. It's not good, but we're not we're not. We've said before we're not really looking for good per se. We are looking for entertaining, and this movie right. entertains. I was never bored watching this thing. Right. Yeah. This is. Yeah. Uh, like a brisk 92 minutes and it moves because as we said the action beats even if you're like well this scene doesn't make sense who cares they're about to blow something else up (laughs) yeah it doesn't give you uh, enough time to sort of languish on the weird details of the no it's only in retrospect like kind of this morning as i was thinking about that i'm going like what was happening in that movie? <laughs> why Why is a cop who's undercover constantly leaving and going and meeting with other cops? That seems ill-advised. This film, yeah, we'll talk about, he is a horrible undercover agent. I mean, Terrible, really like, bad. Truly atrocious. Yeah, yeah, the departed, this is not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, the, yeah, I, I wrote down, this is the William Tell beer can scene. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just went like, no, that guy would have been shot to pieces by this movie. He would have been gun. riddled. Yeah. yeah, he would have been riddled. He would have been Swiss cheese after this. <laughs> and uh, everybody's like, yeah, ice! Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then we <laughs> we get a, a little... I, I it the once again the way that the, this beginning of this movie is happening so fast I had to keep pausing it to write down everything I saw because then mm-hmm. it cuts to this church and uh uh, uh a priest doing a baptism yes. and then a guy with a shotgun just comes in and shoots the priest out the window of the church and I thought <laughs> it's literally the scene from uh last action hero like uh when arnold schwarzenegger was in hamlet yes like exactly the The way the guy flies out that stained glass window yeah yeah and you just go like what the fuck does this have to do with anything well i do believe that this violent act is important to the rest of the plot it so is. everything else in this montage was not no. important at all but this is but but i don't know um, that when it first pops up i'm just like what of course and they don't emphasize it in any way to make it seem like it's going to play an important role in the plot. No, in fact, but, it know. is the inciting incident of the movie. Yes. Because yes. this guy this guy who shot this priest, whose name, by the way, is Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the got, names are so the, good the in The names movie. in this movie are amazing. I was just, because I, yeah. Uh, and the actor's real name is pretty good. Uh, this is Billy Million playing Trouble. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, That's Billy Million uh, playing Trouble, who has no lines in the film. I thought he yeah. didn't, and then I confirmed on IMDb he had no lines. Uh, now, can we just go through some of these names here? Um, <laughs> oh, some of the we, names of, got... the, of the biker gang? Yes. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. Ones. We've got... <laughs> okay, we've got Gut. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Trouble, yeah, mudfish, oh yeah, a wall, yeah, Greek, yep, poker, yeah, vitamin, vitamin. I think was my favorite because what the, <laughs> how the what the hell is that? Uh, yeah, these these names are insane. This is and not... then they, and then of course your leaders uh, are ice and chains, right? Lance yeah, Hendrickson, yeah. the leader of the gang, is chains, chains, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wish. Oh, had, oh, like, wait, there's, hang on, there's more here when I expand it out here, Listen, You also, oh, lest we forget, Hooter, One-Eye, ah! 
Big John, Smokey, Six Pack. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Good stuff. No, I because I don't think they say. I swear they don't say all these names in the movie. Um, no. But because I was just watching as the credits rolled at the end of the movie, I'm going like, wait, what? Who? I don't remember Hooter. Um, <laughs> and also this movie. Because it's on YouTube, there's no like actual closed captioning except mm. for the like auto generated one, yeah, which, you which can't go with, was yeah. really struggling with some of these names. Yeah, um, I, yeah it was. I didn't even bother with it because yeah. I, I know that, but yeah, that is pretty funny. Um, yeah. yeah, no, the names. Oh my god, the names. I was laughing so hard at the credits of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I think vitamin is my favorite because you're like, that's pretty lame. Uh, that is pretty lame. I'm vitamin. I'm a big tough. Uh... Oh, I think I think it's Tool who I also was like. This guy doesn't look like a biker. He's the guy who runs the gate at the compound, and he's kind of like right. a scrawny redhead. He's <laughs> he later gets blown up with a grenade, which is one of my yes. favorite scenes in this movie. Because uh, he's the one. He's the one who's kind of like friendly towards the boss right yeah he's the one who takes him along on the the shakedown run as they're going to get protection money later um but yeah we find out so once again the setup of the plot is this this member of by the way the bike gang is called the brotherhood um they worked hard on that super original yeah yeah um yeah. they're they're neo-nazis called the brotherhood by the way did you get, they don't deal a lot with their for for neo-nazis they don't say a lot of racist shit in the movie they don't, and there also isn't a lot of minorities in this movie either. No, so, uh, but I, I to the point where I kind of went like, why does it matter that like why even bring in that imagery? It's kind of loaded, right? And the movie doesn't really. Well, not... I think that's why it's in there. It's <laughs> it it does all of the work. For yeah, you're just like movie. oh. As soon as you see an SS flag in their place and Confederates, you just go like, oh yeah, these guys are monsters. Fuck them. Right. I guess right, maybe exactly. that is the thing, but I'm also going, that's so lazy from a filmmaking. Of course. Film. Yeah. Like, it's just like, if you're not going to actually like deal with that, you know, then why have it in there? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I would have made like his partner or there is a black FBI agent and they do nothing that's with true. that. You know, there was something no. there. There was something to deal with, but this movie doesn't want to deal in any sort of actual grounded reality. Racism Which... way too serious for this movie. Which I actually appreciate it didn't try to tackle no, something I, way, I, the, way too serious. Oh, I agree with that. But I'm just saying, like, it's sort of one of the... It's, it's kind of that uh, the two-way street, though, where it's like, I don't know, if you're going to legitimately make them neo-Nazis, then maybe... I don't know. It's it's it, it, it reads to me as guys who don't really know what the fuck they're doing. They just think it's badass to be Nazis. It's kind of my yes. read on it. Like, whatever, man. But um, because... They also mentioned this is one of four religious leaders that have been murdered by this gang. Right. Like they've been yeah. killing so, other priests and stuff and rabbis. And, and and then and then obviously Lance Henriksen shows up uh, later in a priest outfit. Yeah. So really, this is more of an anti-religion. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Like biker cults than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I have a lot of questions about the Brotherhood. This they really. Has. I would have been more interested if they just took out the neo-Nazi stuff and created something from the ground up yes. that is like like a full-on cult that, that is like like is disaffected by religious organizations. Well, or and they're also and you know they're anti-government too, right? Because their whole thing here is sure. they're upset that I think 
quite justifiably, uh, Trouble has been sentenced to, what, 45 years in prison for just uh, like walking into a church and shooting a priest? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. fucking, and I think he's pretty guilty. That seems pretty fair to me. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. And then the governor is trying to get the death penalty, you know, which... The governor. The governor's nickname, Whip. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? Uh, let's see. I got it. Well, his full name is pretty silly. Um, it's very silly. Uh, where is it here? Oh, Brent the Whip Whipperton. <laughs> who is almost only seen in these TV addresses. Yes. Going like, yeah. we're going to get the justice. Because the, the judge gave him 45 years, and he's now. Is the. Is this a thing to take it to an appeals court to get the death penalty? I thought you had to I, seek I the death know. penalty in the murder trial itself because you try a case as a capital offense. I don't right. know that I've never heard of an appeal to get a worse sentence. Usually you, the convicted, appeal to get the sentence reduced. This is pretty yeah. wild. I, once again, I didn't do the research. I also don't believe the makers of Stone Cold probably did any research. So, oh, certainly. Not, I've just no. never, I've never heard of this happening. Going like, no, I wouldn't be surprised if that's not a thing. But um, yeah, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Even if it is, no one's doing it. You know, I mean, like I said, it just doesn't. <laughs> right. That's insane. Uh, like I said, usually you seek death at the thing, and you you try a capital crime. Um, right. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, they're. They're all upset. And move number one, of course, we blow up the judge in his boat. <laughs> William Forsyth puts a bomb in this judge's fishing boat and blows him to pieces. Uh, this is the first explosion, I believe, in this movie. The first of many. Yes, yes. Oh, because this boat goes up. <laughs> like, yeah, they are not... There this, is, this is none of the explosions are lame in this movie. No, they're all great. Every, I mean, that's one of the things we have the best explosion category. Listen, I don't even know if it's worth having that on the shelfies because I think the entire movie of Stone Cold wins. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Because yeah, because this movie has seven to eight just A plus explosions in it, and we're ninety one. <laughs> yeah. These are all real, just fire. Everything is a fireball into the sky. <laughs> well, when when did Blast come out? Uh, that was 97. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because that had a really lame CG explosion. So, yeah, yeah I guess it, at this point, there would be no, there wouldn't even be the option to have a lame oh, CG and it's, explosion. Oh, it's, oh, it's so sad. Every explosion in this movie, I was like, yeah! <laughs> I wanted that yeah. cougar sound from MacGruber in these explosions. You know? Right, yeah. Rawr. That would have been the only thing they needed to yeah. to. But Elevate. the amount of explosions and stuff, once again, I'm going like, dude, I had to look. No Golan or Globus producing this thing, but boy, does this feel canon. It sure does. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. would have been a Chuck Norris movie, man, in 87 or whatever, you know. Mm. Oh, um, God, if only it was Chuck Norris. Hey, we're going to do the Hitman on the show, which is the Chuck Norris goes undercover in the mob movie. So don't, yeah. Excellent. Don't fret. That for, sounds better. Come November when we're doing Norris November, we are doing mulleted norris in the mob so uh yeah. yes very excited for that uh <laughs> um so after he's blown up we're gonna go home we're gonna go home and see john stone at home uh and him and his pet oh listman once again 
This is going to be tough to beat in our animal companion category at the shelf. I, I mean, I loved this this <laughs> lizard. This is a, I believe, a Nile monitor lizard. You are correct, sir. Yes. Yeah. Uh, massive. This thing is massive. I thought when it, when it so first showed big. up, I thought he's got a fucking Komodo dragon. I the only reason why I didn't think it was one is because Komodo dragons are actually significantly bigger than even that. So. I yes, I did, but I mean, because because my my movie uh, reference for that is Skyfall, of course, when James Bond fights a Komodo dragon, uh, right. and those things are pretty huge. Um, yeah, they're massive. but and very poisonous. So yeah, uh, yeah, well, because they he ends up killing a henchman with one in that, which was yeah. was again yeah, Skyfall is a fucking great movie, of course. Um, but uh. Yes, this is yeah. It's it's a Nile monitor lizard. I, I, why he has this, I don't know. It's, it's this is we, we only see it once. Um, mm -hmm. It's basically the only character stuff we know about him is he has this. Um, yeah, yeah, no explanation for why. Like, what about this lizard I, is, my is the theory, boss drawn to? My theory is this is them because this would have been pretty shortly after. Miami Vice has ended, but on Miami Vice, he had a pet alligator. Don Johnson had a pet alligator. And so I think this was kind of their attempt to go like, oh, an unusual exotic pet for yeah. our badass cop to have. Now, the alligator weirdly did have an explanation, which is he was the retired uh, Florida Gators mascot that Crockett okay. had taken in in his later years, you know, to retire yeah. on Crockett's boat. Um, <laughs> that actually, I mean, weirdly, that like made uh, it at least made me as an eyes member go, okay, <laughs> yeah, I can buy that. They yeah. explained it. They bothered to yes. explain why they bothered it's there. to explain, and he is specifically like an elderly alligator who probably isn't doing a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not completely insane. Uh, here yeah. I because what we see him making the most insane. I, I just I concoction. I don't know what it's not a protein shake. I don't know what it is. It, it's close. I, I did write down all the ingredients. Thank God. I was hoping you did because I didn't. <laughs> okay, please listen. Uh, uh, I present create a, a word picture for the audience of what we're seeing the boss put in his uh, blender. So it starts out pretty standard for a protein shake, orange juice and yep. some ice cubes. Mm -hmm. uh, but then he puts in two whole Snickers bars. Yep. Uh, two raw eggs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. this two, is insane. Two raw eggs, uh, shells included. We've why, got some bananas. Listen, can I ask, if you're going to put the shells in, why bother to crack them? Great question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, why, put I the don't shell, know why put the shells in? But I'm going to give him that. I'm going to accept that he put the shells people in. Do, people do that, Really? Actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's um, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you're... Uh, if you're buying eggs in America, it's I I highly do not recommend using raw eggs uh, in these kinds of shakes. Uh, it's such a just, movie thing too, and I think people see it in stuff like Rocky, and they do it, and they really should. It, they really should not do that. It's very very like yeah. you. There's a good chance you're going to get something that will destroy your digestive. I think system. they but, they they tell you that there's warnings on the egg package. Yes, yes, uh, and then to top it all off. He uses a garnish of Tabasco sauce, Yo. which is what really threw me. <clears throat> yeah. That's what really... I mean, the Snickers was weird, too, but the Tabasco sauce, to top it all off, was like, yeah. what even is this? Did he throw some potato uh, chips in there, too? I think he did. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I think I think I think, I think, I think, I think then it's like a sousson, a little crumble. 
of yeah. uh, a little garnish of <laughs> potato chips. And oh my god, when he blends it all up, when it comes out, is this brown sludge. I will say it does look like a protein shake. That it does. is what a yes, protein it's shake true. looks like. It's true. It's true. But it is, yeah, it's it's the most unappetizing thing, which he then proceeds to pour in a bowl and give to his monitor lizard. Which I think is considered animal abuse. Well, I, I Lisman, I have information about this. Oh, can, can no. I, yes, yes, yes. I do have oh, information no. about this. Uh, the meal Brian Bosworth makes for his monitor lizard is not suitable for that animal. Reptiles cannot digest citrus fruit, i.e. orange juice, or mm -hmm. dairy slash chocolate Snickers bar. Technically, the potatoes and bananas wouldn't be bad, but the fried food, the potato chips, wouldn't be good for it, just like the candy bar. But potatoes right. and bananas are not part of the animal's diet either. Nile monitors right. are carnivores, and only the eggs would have been appropriate for it. Uh, right. yeah, so, yes, that's it exactly. Generally, people who keep Nile monitors... Uh, feed it pre-killed mice or rats, rabbits, baby chickens, parts of full-grown chickens, ground turkey, ground beef, fish, and and such like that. Uh, right. So he just <laughs> he just killed this thing. Yeah, he essentially yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess I was right. That would have been considered animal abuse. Hundred percent. Yeah. That. Yeah. No. I mean, and and that makes sense. Uh, and he's wearing his Zubaz pants and flip flops <laughs> in this scene, and. I, I, what is the point of are we supposed to be charmed by this man for doing this i am concerned about this man more than anything i am very concerned uh, and by the way the lizard's name is fido yes cute which is very funny yeah cute i i did actually find this monitor lizard very very I, cute but i, I yeah. like the monitor lizard himself i felt bad yeah. for his presence in the movie but i too was charmed by the unexpected <laughs> appearance of the monitor lizard going like hey if anything, I wanted a... more Monitor Lizard in the movie. Me too. Yeah, yeah. that was Maggie's main criticism. Why we never movie. see him? Probably Where's the Monitor Lizard? Probably because yeah. he killed him with this meal. But um, I guess maybe that's that's the end of this. But uh, yeah, yeah. So then it's a knock, knock, knock at the door. And uh, it's the FBI. Mm. And mm. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about... So the FBI wants to send the boss in undercover inside of the brotherhood why sure. do they want him to do that because he's a loose can i don't know john they because say, he at this point he's been suspended right he so. has been suspended but they say he has arrested more members of this biker gang than any other cop so that would lead you to believe that he's the worst possible candidate to infiltrate. Yes, this, this is where I was going with that. Yeah, the absolute worst choice because he spent years battling these guys. They're, they're kind of going with the face-off argument of then no one knows them better. Despite the fact that means yeah. he would also be their biggest enemy that they would recognize instantly. And based on his fashion sense and hairstyle... He would be the most recognizable police officer on the force. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he would not be hard to pick out. Um, no, no. So, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Oh, God, choice. no, no. That, that's the thing that is crazy, too, is like the, the, he already has this look. It's not like he creates this look so he can go undercover, <laughs> which is what I kind of expected just looking at the poster, although I knew the boss sort of looked like that. I guess why, that, that's my bad then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I, yeah, maybe that's another thing. Is the FBI just goes, well, you already look like one of them, so why don't you just <laughs> slot on in there? Um, because, and they do talk about they've been killing religious figures. And then a subplot that never really has much to do with the plot is they're working with the mob? The right. Mob. The mob is technically in this movie, but not really enough to warrant its no like there's like one scene where the mafia is part of it and then they pretty much disappear like the fact that they're also dealing with the mob and the governor and it's all too much man. oh unnecessary yeah it's they all... they definitely overcomplicated that yeah uh i do like when uh so we meet sam mcmurray who is i said his fbi handler and the guy who's the like FBI director is the guy who's the angry black police captain in every movie ever. I've yes, seen that guy exactly. play so many disapproving authority figures in movies. Uh, and he, he did didn't even get a scene in this movie where he's like, "You're a loose cannon. You've gone too far this time." Not or really. He gets like a he get he he gets a really like, "Are you sure about this?" Okay, like yeah, I was waiting for the like. You wrecked half the city, you know. Uh, there's nothing like Which that. Which he did. He did. Yeah. Oh uh, God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the amount of damage. Yeah. So Sam McMurray's playing Lance, who is, uh, well, Lisman, welcome to the character we'd be cast as, right? The hypochondriac yep, yep. FBI agent. He's like, well, I don't really like violence and dirty things. Oh, well. Good thing I'm going undercover at this uh, biker bar. That's uh, Sam Mc, Sam McMurray is a good actor, as we've talked about. I distinctly remember him from uh, uh, Freaks and Geeks, where he played Dr. Schweiber, Neil's uh, dentist father. Uh, That's and, what I recognized yeah. him from. Oh, he's yeah, a, yeah. He's a really good actor, and he's been in a million yeah. other things. He's in uh, Raising Arizona and the Adams Family movies, and I mean, continue mm -hmm. to work to this day. He's you know, he's he yeah. said he's just a a, a in demand character actor. So he's doing the best he can with. One of the goofiest written parts in this movie. Uh, so unnecessary. But I want to yeah. talk about the scene where he comes to Boz's house. And number one, the Boz is wearing just bikini briefs. Yes. <laughs> Which, to be fair, would be very comfortable. Uh, I can't can't fault him there. Can't fault him but... there, but it's an odd image to see on screen. There's no question about it, that. It, it sure is. And then he... <laughs> The, McMurray goes to sit down on the bed, and wouldn't you know it, there's a naked hottie in his bed. And uh, uh, yeah, Boz hits him with another one line. He goes, haven't you ever seen one of those before? And then uh, his part, uh, McMurray has a, a follow-up one-liner, essentially. He's like, not one built like that or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like talking about this human being as if it's an object. This movie does this a lot. Well, uh, we literally cut, cut from, because I went, oh, God, right, about that, that dialogue exchange. Then we immediately cut to a strip club with like four topless women. I'm just like, okay, all right, okay, movie. Yeah. I see what you're doing. Uh, I, I think this is the, at that point is where you and I checked once again to just to make sure it wasn't a canon movie, just to make absolutely <laughs> sure. Cutting from one naked woman to four naked women—that's a Menachem <laughs> Golan note, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, love the name of the strip club, Tit for Tat. I actually legitimately like that. Name. No, I, I, think I it's said very that is funny. one of that may be the best movie strip club name I've ever heard. Tit yeah. for tat is pretty yeah. incredible. I um, did write that down because I'm like that 
that feel that's very good. Yeah. I, I I have we, to give it credit. We credited. would write that as the name of a strip club. Like that is legitimately that is a Simpsons esque kind of like strip club <laughs> yes. joke. Tit it's for tat. Very funny. It's, yeah. yeah, that that did make me laugh. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I I don't I I I I myself have 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 never set foot in a in a strip club. Uh, I. uh and we're not like doing that in like uh because of course we're there all the time and we just don't want anybody no we we are we really not those guys um no and i i will say no shame to people who go there no, no, you no. know it's just not no, really our nor thing. the no, no uh, judgment of the dancers who who work there I mean, that's, oh absolutely that's all, that's all yeah uh, it's a job. yeah uh but how many how many strip clubs have live bands playing because this also this Aerosmith rip by the I mean really they really looked like Aerosmith didn't they? <laughs> they were really yeah they were really going for Aerosmith that's for uh, sure. And I'm just like this is weird they're like playing a set and there's just women stripping around them. This is a weird yeah. club man. Uh, it is very weird. I, again yeah can't say for I, certain that this doesn't happen. At but just a, based at strip on clubs. other movies I've seen strip clubs in, it's usually just like a DJ. Uh, usually yeah oh yeah. and the guy who is the announcer in the strip club in this movie is the most disinterested he's just like yeah coming to the stage next we got a real hot girl for you fellas <laughs> uh just like boy they couldn't get anybody better than this guy i mean stan lee is a better strip club announcer in deadpool um right <laughs> maybe that was the character choice you know yeah. it's like God, it's just a job, you know. Yeah. At first, I was excited to announce topless women coming on stage, but <laughs> now it's just you know. Now I've seen so many. It's, a uh, it's another another set of boobs on a Thursday, man. Am I right? Lost its it's really lost its luster. Um. You know? So yeah. So the Boz and his and his uh stuck up partner here, who he's ripped the sleeves off his jacket to make him fit in more. And he's doing bits like, "Could you give me another glass? This one's pretty dirty." and doesn't he ask why are you here yes uh, yeah the boss is like why are you here and he's like oh hey i got your back man i'm keeping an eye on you he also says i'm facing my fear <laughs> that's right because he does talk about how many germs must be in this place which i mean like i said i actually do relate to the guy on that. i'm not setting foot in one of these places jesus christ sure but if you are a hypochondriac yeah i think uh, a potentially dangerous biker bar is probably not where you should be facing your fear. I would recommend therapy. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. He never thought of that. He thought, let me try no, a dangerous not. biker bar first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> he, uh, the boss's move to ingratiate himself is to just go up and start shit talking uh, ice. Yes. This is, by the way, this is a Brian Bosworth move. Like I said, famous for shit-talking people on the sidelines, including apparently very famously deeply harassing quarterback John Elway, known as one of the NFL's nicest men. <laughs> he pissed off John Elway. Not easy to do. John Elway, yeah. known for being a real smiley guy. like A really smiley, like kind, patient yeah. You know, yeah. thoughtful human yeah. being. Love John yeah. Elway, and this and the boss yeah. managed to get Elway pissed off. Like I said, yeah, <laughs> that's no. how you know the boss is a total asshole. Like one of the first things in Wikipedia is like known more for his sideline behavior than his on the field playing. Yeah, uh, and he, and he would give a lot of interviews where he goes like, "So what? I'm an asshole. Big fucking deal." You know, like, uh, yeah. 
Not liked. Not liked by anyone. Uh, well, you know, it did give him, it gave him a uh, personality, like a yeah, persona to it, sort of it definitely, fulfill. I, I know? mean, I look, there's multiple like Sports Illustrated covers where he's like the bad boy of football. Uh, right. Which yeah. is hilarious. It's a marketing now. thing. Really. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, and also, I mean, look, man, uh, career ending injury. He segues that persona into a movie career because this whole yeah. movie is built on that persona. I mean, this scene right here. Exactly. He, he goes up and starts uh, pissing off Forsyth, but then earns Ice's respect when he jumps into this brawl because a guy grabbed a dancer. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, man, you're all right. <laughs> and he's so all right that he shows up to the motorcycle drag race the next day yeah yes i am the other the other movie i'm thinking of at this point is i'm going this is kind of ripping off point break a little bit isn't it a little bit except it's, yeah it's you know infinitely worse <laughs> well yeah because there's no you don't empathize with the antagonist of this movie really there, there's not that bond between the protagonist no, that's and the what, antagonist isn't there and that's usually um, that's usually what makes an undercover story compelling is the idea of like wait a minute i'm actually kind of starting to like these people on a human level right uh, yeah that, that they is, are human they are criminals but they're human but beings this, this you know? movie makes these criminals complete unrepentant racist scumbags from start to finish pure evil yeah like, there's no i mean there's no redeeming qualities no it's not like because even uh like in point break yeah they're like robbing banks okay they're not uh, slaughtering so innocents yeah it's like uh, right exactly yeah they're not yeah. assassinating government officials oh or, or killing religious figures yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, guy, this guy just went in and shot a priest in the middle of a ceremony for no reason in the middle of a baptism. Like, yeah. What? what the fuck? <laughs> and 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 the bikers are like, "Come on, man! He shouldn't be punished for that." <laughs> it is sort of thing where it's like, "Man, your logic is faulty from the start, fellas." Uh, it would be something if they're like, the Catholic, you know, Church has been covering up, you know, uh, child molestation for for decades. Like this is us oh, taking the, down the institution. There's you know? there's an interesting motivation for quote unquote villains in a movie that could be complicated, right? right? Is we're getting vengeance, but we're going too far. I mean, that's a classic yeah. bad guy sort of thing where it's like, I'm a, I agree with you in principle, but not in your execution of crime. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But, but that that this movie yeah. once again this movie has nothing on its mind. This movie has nothing to say about governments or racism, really. It's all nope. just an excuse to blow more stuff up. Uh, and Which that's again, fine. is part of its charm. Yeah, that's part of the charm for well, sure. Well, he's got to earn the respect of these bikers, so he beats Ice in a drag race before they throw him in a fight pit? Yes. Yeah, this is a multi-tiered audition process. And he fights this big guy who kind of looks like him, actually. A couple times, a I, little bit. I couldn't figure out who was who in the fight, like, briefly. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, the boss does get baned at one yes! point in the movie. I can't, and he just or... gets up from it. He keeps <laughs> fighting. Yeah, the guy, the guy he's fighting, for those who aren't comic book fans, uh... That he breaks the boss over his knee like Bane does to Batman in Nightfall, or or if you've seen the movie Dark Knight Rises, he does it in that. Mm -hmm. And the boss is just mm -hmm. like, I mean, that that ended Batman for a long time. The boss yeah. is just like, oh, cracks his back and goes back at it. 
this you don't, you don't come back from that <laughs> you don't come back from that i don't care how like big and muscular you are because then Your he ends back up is very sensitive he ends up winning the fight <laughs> yeah yeah he's totally fine yeah he wins the fight and then out of respect for this we meet lance henriksen who's waiting in the boss's van apparently yeah and he goes hey man i respect you so much take my woman or my old lady in in yeah. motorcycle parlance uh, can i also say that yeah. um the this fight scene yeah I, I see the the biggest thing that this movie is lacking as far as action is mm. interesting choreography oh because the fight scenes uh, this fight scene is indicative of all hand-to-hand -hand fight scenes in this movie yeah which is one guy does a haymaker to the face, then the other person, and then it's just back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And then they finish him off with picking him up and throwing him or dropping him yes. or something. Yes, yes. Well, because the boss isn't going to do any kind no. of martial arts. or He's no. just – it's all – all the guys in this movie, they're only fighting advantages. They're just burly and strong. Exactly. So yeah, yes. no, the movie does not have anything. The hand-to-hand -hand combat, there's not that much, but when there is, it's all pretty boring. It's pretty boring, yeah. But luckily, yeah. I once again, it's not as big a sin as it is in other movies because there's a million other fucking crazy things to to look at. Um, exactly. So yeah, that you're right, but luckily that's not like a, a killing point of this movie um right because this isn't an illegal fight ring movie. no that's the other thing the movie's not positing people are good fighters necessarily right this is this is yeah this is the big scene uh yeah so hendrickson just that he didn't take his earring out that really bothered me because like <laughs> well if i'm a... fighting this guy in this illegal fight ring that's what i'm going for first is ripping oh, out 100 percent, man that's gonna shut him down pretty well man you know like that's gonna do it for the most part there um yeah but uh, he, uh, yeah, so Hendrickson gives him his woman, which is uh, Nancy, played by Arabella Hol Holzbog, who I did not think was amazing in this. Now, no. the part is underwritten, too. And she's a British actress putting on an American accent, so she's got a lot of things Oof. working against her here. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and just... Uh, this movie has no interest in her either. Oh God, she's in one of the Carnosaur movies. Oh, we haven't done those. That's coming. We gotta do the Carnosaur. Oh, no. <laughs> Carnosaur. She's in Carnosaur Two. These are Roger I Corman think. films. Oh, this gotcha. is Roger Corman's Jurassic Park ripoff. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Cor the Carnos. There's, there's how many of? There's a few of them um carnosaur oh wow three. yeah there's three of them uh yeah they're pretty bad um so yeah those are like mst3k kind of movies uh so <laughs> uh anyway yeah so uh but he's not gonna have sex with her because he's the no. quote-unquote hero of the movie this is heroic this is yeah this is the weird because he's like he's trying to be the good guy here is like well i'm not gonna you know yeah. have sex with you but then i'm going to treat you like an object like a like a tool later on to get what i want yeah and not think twice about it yeah um, and it's gonna be fine he will get uh, this woman killed yeah he will get this woman killed and he won't 
uh, he won't really think twice about it afterwards. Like no, the movie completely forgets that she dies. Oh yeah. She, the, this, this character has literally zero agency in this film. Oh, so yeah, she goes yeah. from, from being manipulated and controlled in this biker gang to being manipulating and controlled by a, you almost boss. you almost think she gains some kind of agency when she's gonna turn evidence against chains right but no but she that. still just becomes a pawn now of boss and the fbi right exactly um yeah so it's what you'd expect yeah. again it's like oh is this a canon film uh apparently not <laughs> all right uh so they go to the biker compound and boy, this movie just can't resist more boobs, right? Because there's just women showering out in the open in this compound. Women showering out in the open. I think a little later, there's a topless woman uh, playing bill like oh, pool. It's more insane than just her being topless, Lisbon. She's wearing a, a leather vest, and she's about to take the shot, and then she stands back up and shakes her boobs out of the vest. And then it's like, oh, now I'm unencumbered. I'm going to... And I was just like, oh, my God, movie. That is... That really was... That was the ultimate, like... And we're sure it's not canon. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, was the most egregious, like... Let me just get the get my chest right in the camera here and open up this vest. Right, yeah. Just like uh, you can just see the director being like, "Um, could you like shake him around a little yeah. bit just to get him like, yeah. you know, like just we really want to, you know, this. how you do it." Yeah, we're thinking about doing this movie in three D, so we really want to. <laughs> we want people to think that they're gonna get hit in the face. Yeah. You know, like, that's what we're going for. <laughs> Those boobs were coming right at me, man. Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, this this is where. Uh, to prove something to them, he's brought them a bulletproof vest. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is I don't fully understand here. I don't. I don't understand either. Yeah. And then Hendrickson makes him put it on, and then he shoots him. Yeah. To, to test if it works, I guess. I guess so. He shoots him like point blank with a three fifty seven, and of course, in movie logic, the boss just gets up and he's fine because bulletproof vests are magic in movies. <laughs> Yeah, because it's yeah, like you said, it's maybe six inches away from yeah. from the boss when he yeah. shoots him, and he's got like a high powered his... yeah uh, revolver. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a pretty hefty gun he's got there. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, Hendrickson continuing to get cool guns in these movies because he had that that awesome old single shot pistol in Hard Target. Yeah, that was pretty cool. This doesn't. Uh, I still think Hard Target is my favorite of the Hendrickson villain performances. I but, think so. This is pretty good, though. This is this is not that far down the list because, man, he even in like trash and this hard target is way better than this movie. I mean, oh, way yeah. better because this doesn't have the John Woo epicness that that movie does, and and the boss can't even come close to competing with a Van Damme for charisma. Not even close. No. Although his hair certainly was trying to compete. Yeah, actually, his. that's that's a that's a good debate on mullets there. Boz versus Van Damme. Because um, yeah. that mullet is yeah. something in Hard Target. Uh, it, it sure is. The yeah. ever-wet mullet in that movie, it's always damp. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I think that's what... I think that that's what makes it better. You know I agree. I mean? Yeah, there is something about the fact that no matter what the context is, it's always wet. It's always wet, and that makes it so when whenever the inevitable slow motion act, 
action sequences happen. Whoa. It's doing some cool, crazy stuff there's, behind there's Van Damme. There's so Dam's. many He's shots. And there's so many shots where he turns dramatically, and you see some just the 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 whole hair goes off and some water shoots off of it, and you're like, oh man. Once again, yeah, it's Wu, very good. Wu knows what to do visually there. Uh, and this director yeah, yeah. does, de- I mean, this is decent. This is totally competent filmmaking from this guy. Sure. Who is, yeah. like we said, a stunt guy, and it shows. Um, yes. We, we like stuntmen turned um, directors on this show. Like that's, yes. that's usually yeah. an indication of at least good action, which is primarily what we're looking for. Which is like, that's all I'm, that's all yeah. I think you and I are looking for here. In like, these th- movies? Yeah. It, the movie can be stupid, but just give me some decent action. I mean, and sequences. that's why I'm saying Stone Cold delivers on that. This movie is very yeah. stupid, but oh yeah. my god, <laughs> I had so much fun with these action scenes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So there's a guy <laughs> shit talking at the bar, and the boss just smashes this dude's head into the bar, and then mm. slings him over his shoulder, and he does hit him with this one liner as he carries this guy outside. He goes trash going out (laughs) lame so lame uh but they've also to further prove himself they said you got to kill this guy this this guy this specific guy right Mm -hmm. and this guy is known for a spider web tattoo in his ear right which yes by the way when we see it is the fakest looking shit it looks like they used a (laughs) sharpie to just do it uh, down on the guy uh, yeah, because they really zoom in on that ear. They really like, they do. They really show off how shitty that tattoo They is. really do. And it's like, that's the best you guys could do? Great work, makeup <laughs> department. Um, but uh, so the FBI's big plan is they go and arrest this guy, mm-hmm. put him on a plane back to Bolivia, where he's from. Then mm-hmm. they dr- tattoo a corpse's ear. So yeah, he can bring that to Lance Henriksen and prove that he did this. It's weird that Lance Henriksen didn't have the boss kill the guy in front of him. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Like, why? That would have been the room, ultimate. Because we've seen that in movies. Like they bring the guy in with a bag on his head or whatever and they give him the gun. And it's like, you got to shoot this guy. And that and that once again brings up the the complicated nature of being undercover. Like... Are, are these problematic things that I have to do to prove myself worth the inevitable, like, taking down the whole organization? This movie yeah. plays none of the tension beats of being undercover. No, it gives him an out at, in, at every given opportunity so that yeah. he doesn't seem like a bad guy, even though he does seem like, like a bad guy the, based on the performance. The inherent drama of an undercover story is always, am I becoming the thing I'm chasing? That's what makes it, that's why I love movies right, like The Departed exactly. or Donnie Brasco and stuff like that, where it's like, oh no, I'm becoming mm-hmm. one of these guys and I like these guys, but I'm going to have to bring them down because they are committing crimes at the end of the day. No, this movie right. could not give a shit about any of that. He's pretty quickly movie, accepted. Uh, like, yeah. 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 And, and yeah, this movie also sidesteps the tension of, do they know? Have they figured it out? Yeah. Like, like the paranoia behind that, you know? Yeah. Uh, There's no scenes like, th- I mean, uh, Point Break and Fast and Furious both do much better with it. Much yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, there's a great scene in Fast and Furious where they catch him doing, like, police recon, and he has to, like, 
come up with an explanation and they've got a gun to his mm -hmm. head and it's just like oh this is this is good filmmaking and writing like yeah yeah and you're watching yeah. our main character like on his back heels Bosworth is basically never on his like even when they've got him captured you're like oh he's gonna fucking break out of this man not in right, time exactly. to save anyone but uh no but he will break out of it <laughs> never, in time to save his own ass so never you know. seen a movie I don't think I've ever seen a movie completely miss the concept of heroism more than this movie. <laughs> like, really, just going like, and why? And that's do I saying like it? something for this for podcast, this show. But really, this is like I don't think we've seen a guy do less in a movie. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, it'd be like uh, last week, The Commando, terrible movie. But what if Michael J. White has showed up and his whole family had already been slaughtered, and he's just like, oh, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> Yeah, again? Yeah. Um, oh no, they killed all the swim team, but uh, whatever, you know, like <laughs> in blast, right? Right. It's, it's exactly. I yeah. don't understand why they thought that would be something people would want to see. Anyway, but you know, I, I again, it's excusable because they don't, they don't want that tension. They don't uh, want like no, any certain this is, drama. This in that. is a pure action movie. There's no thriller aspect involved in this or drama. Zero. At all. It yeah, is action only. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. Again, this movie didn't fall into the trap of trying to have those elements and failing. It just sidestepped all of them and just put in an explosion every 10 minutes. <laughs> it really did. It really did. It yeah. makes me wonder yeah. if that script Michael Douglas got was more of a thriller and then they just kept actioning it up to sell it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's I mean, my maybe. guess. Like, because something attracted Michael Douglas to this at some point, and I don't think it was this version of this. Clearly, it wasn't, because he's definitely like, this not. is yeah. not at all whatever I was trying to make. Um, right. Yeah. So uh, they then they they go, okay, Boz, you're gonna uh, uh, you're gonna go on some collection runs because they're shaking down local businesses. Here's a good question, Lisbon. Where does this movie take place? I have uh, it's. They state it. Yeah, I think it's. I think they well, state Alabama at one point. They state Alabama, but then they go to Pensacola. Yep. Which is Florida, right? Yeah, is, and that's in. The, I mean, it's all in the same kind of region. But the the movie has does nothing to establish a location. No, like no. that's that's the thing that got me. Even if uh, there's a couple lines about it in Alabama, but there's no feel to this area. It's just generic city, you know. Yeah, and nobody really has an accent other than the boss. Right. Which he doesn't always have. It just kind of comes out in certain lines. Yeah. Um, so this movie was yeah. shot in Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida. And then okay. studio work in Los Angeles. Gotcha. It's shot in and around the place. South. But yeah. they don't, once again, we've talked about this. Even if you're shooting in a location... You still need to do stuff to uh, establish the location. This movie has no interest in like giving a feel of where you are. Yeah, no. I'm not surprised. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so they go on the collection run, and I laugh so fucking hard at this because now the mafia is watching them. Maybe I don't even think they're watching him. The mafia is just driving down the street, and they see Tool standing there after collecting some money, and this mafia goes, "Hey." <laughs> There's one of those biker guys we hate. Then he pulls out a hand grenade and just casually tosses it out the window of the car. 
And this is where I was just thinking, this is the most Grand Theft Auto movie. It really is. It re- this is total. It's a drive-by <laughs> grenading. <laughs> and it does the thing that I love in these um, in this era of action movies where people don't get like blown to bits. Right. They just get knocked backwards yes. through glass. Usually. Yes. The, the grenade explodes like right in front of this guy. And there's a yeah. huge wall of flames that come. I mean, like once again, the grenade is more powerful than a real grenade in this movie. Cause everything yes. has to explode up into the sky, like above buildings and stuff. But right. yeah, it yeah, sends exactly. tool flying backwards through the window of this shop. Yeah, and later yeah. we'll see him, and he's all like cut and bruised, and his face is like his it's lips like are all fucked up. Yeah, it's it's so funny. And then they go yeah. to steal the collection money that Nancy has gotten, right? Which causes the boss to leap onto the hood of their car. Classic action <laughs> movie thing. Yeah. Uh, he accomplishes nothing by doing that, of course. But of course. But this is where okay, so it's the mafia now is like the antagonist of the biker. I don't think we see. Oh, we do. We have one more scene with the mafia, and then no more. And oh. then the movie forgets that they're in it yeah. at all. Um, um, can we also talk about the fact that she's like, "Chains is gonna kill me." It's like, well, how much did you lose? Four hundred dollars. That's 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 pretty not- low for like a criminal organization. Yeah, that's not. And doesn't the I mean, boss even just hand her money out of his own pocket and go like, "Here." He does, and then he says, "Don't forget where this came from," which is so manipulative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that line. That's insane. I'm just like, "Wow, remember, what a classic manipulative." Remember, right there. you owe me, wink. Exactly. This is not a gift. This is a favor that will be repaid in kind. Oh man. Yeah, Yo, what a hero this John what a... Stone. God, he's so he's so heroic. God damn, I love this guy. Uh I fucking love this guy. <laughs> it's it's close to a save the cat until it's not. Until uh... he extorts the cat and is like, You're gonna owe me a favor later, cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh so Oh my god, another shot that really made me laugh is when the entire biker gang rolls into this hospital. <laughs> and they're like walking down the hallway of the hospital and the music's going And you've got like 20 guys in leather just walking down the hallway of this hospital and no one is paying them any mind at all. There's like... Yeah, most people aren't. There's some people who are like you can't be here, mm-hmm. and then they get like pushed out of the way. But whatever, you'd think man. The cops would be called on on, on <laughs> yeah, this biker gang showing up in a it's hospital. The, it's one of the most suspicious and potentially dangerous things we've ever seen. And the cops are just like, because mm. <laughs> what? What they all go to visit the blown, as it says in my, uh, go to visit blown up guy, which is Tool. And mm-hmm. uh, don't worry, Tool's going to be just fine because Lance Henriksen says one of the women has to marry him. Yep. <laughs> and she's like, wait, what? And he's like, you're going to fucking marry him and take care of him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's this movie. That it is. is. That this is movie. this movie. Hey, that's just because you know what? This is a scathing indictment of the world of bikers. Sure. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I watched all eight seasons of Sons of Anarchy. They weren't great to women, but they were a lot better than these guys. Uh, a lot Well, better. again, there's a difference between characters being 
problematic and right. the perspective of the movie being yeah, problematic. Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Do not forget that there was a sequence where a woman had to shake her boobs at the camera <laughs> while playing pool. So, this is not... That tells you everything, man. That really was... That, that, to me, was the ultimate exploitation moment <laughs> of the movie where I'm like, okay, movie! I get it. It wasn't even subtle. It wasn't even subtle. Okay. I get what we're doing here. I got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they go there. Uh, now the DA, the DA is real mad about the fact that a, you know, a small town street has just been blown to pieces by a grenade. Sure. Uh, yeah. And he's had enough of this. So he goes, that's it. The whip is calling in the National Guard. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> I just he's just the rich Texan from the Simpsons shooting his guns. Exactly. Uh, he's Yosemite Sam. Yeah, yeah. Uh and so uh oh that's that's bad. Um but the boss says, uh, wait a minute, I may have a way to make peace with the mafia. And this is the introduction of yet another kind of subplot thing, which is the P2P deal curious is this a real drug it is i had to research this P2P, okay i'm glad you did p2p is it's not a drug unto itself it is a process of making meth okay there is a p2p gotcha. meth process and i mean i'll give the movie credit to this it is primarily a method used by biker gangs okay so okay. the movie kind of misportrays the idea that it in and of itself is just like a is thing. The drug. Yeah. yeah. Instead, it's once again, it's a process, but it's not like way out of line. Yeah. I it's, mean, we don't see anybody like, you know, drink it or anything. No, it's the little vial. Uh, yeah. Of clear liquid. It's a little vial of clear liquid. And so the boss says, I can get you guys a bunch of P2P and we can deal that with the mafia. And then I like when he goes to the FBI and he's just like, I'm going to need like three barrels of P2P. <laughs> and they're like, okay. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, because the FBI goes, I think we have enough with the stuff you've seen to arrest them. He goes, no, 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 no. Once again, the boss standing in the way of justice, right? He goes, it's not enough. Yes. If we can get them on a drug deal, then we've really got them. If we, if we can... <laughs> Yeah, let's not get them on any of the things they're actually doing. Well, let's the the hypochondriac FBI agent goes like, I think we have enough for like a Rico racketeering charge and stuff yeah. like that. That's pretty good. That's big federal crime shit. That'll put them away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and stop whatever violence. It does seem like these guys are actively so destructive. I'm looking for anything to get these maniacs off the street. Like they exactly. are endangering people now. And so the idea yeah. is like, no, 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 let them keep fucking shit up, and mm -hmm. then we'll really get some evidence on them. Yeah, he is actively uh, detracting from from. Like, I mean, they have, any sort of law enforcement. They have Hendrickson ordering him to kill that guy. Yeah, that's conspiracy that's to enough. commit murder. <laughs> that's enough. Yeah, that's absolutely that's enough. More than enough. Absolutely, they've got. I mean, they've got all kinds of shit. I'm sure they've got illegal you, weapons, you know, like... Do you think... Uh, so here's my theory as to yeah. how this was written. Uh, they had a list of action sequences they wanted. Oh, I'm sure. And so they just, th like, th 
threaded these action sequences together into a loosely ill-defined like story progression. Yeah. So they wanted to blow up a semi truck. It's really 100%. what they're going. To, yeah. Headed toward. Yeah. So like, uh, let's do a drug bust too, just so we can blow up a semi truck because we really want to do that. And there, there, there are good ways. Like the Mission Impossible movies do this, where they come up with action sure. sequences and then write to them. And you can, oh yeah, you I, can do it well. This movie doesn't put as much logic into, you know. No, uh, no. Like, I mean, yeah, uh, Uncharted games famously do this yep, as well. Yeah, like, I mean, we, Marvel. We have these cool ideas. Let's Marvel will pre-visualize to... fight sequences and then go like mm -hmm. figure out how to make Thor and Hulk fight or whatever. You know, that's right. not inherently, but yeah, it is. I mean, the the writing here is so lazy to go like <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Who cares? Also, the National Guard doesn't come to much of anything. I mean, we see him at the end, and we're going to get this insane scene where Hendrickson kills two of them. But before that, we have to have the insane scene where he brings a severed head to a mafia meeting. Of course. <laughs> yes. He brings the head of the guy who threw the... No. Yes, the guy who threw the grenade. That's whose head he brings in. Mm -hmm. Although yeah. it's in a box in a motorcycle helmet. And I really paid attention to this. When he picks up that motorcycle helmet, there's nothing in that motorcycle helmet, no. very clearly. <laughs> no, there's, and then it, they open up the visor of it, and they've clearly just cut a hole in the table, put mm -hmm. the guy's head in, and then put the helmet on him. It's so... And I'm just like, oh, come on, movie. <laughs> just, so do the, just do the seven thing and imply yeah. there's a head in there. I don't have to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I also know that's what's in there when he's carrying this box in. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But he's basically like, you got one of mine, I got one of yours, we're even on that, now let's do some drug dealing. Sure, yeah. <laughs> is essentially what this scene is. Um, so, yeah, uh, one of my favorite scenes then is after this. I have so many favorite scenes in this movie. But it's Henriksen just playing back the video of Whip <laughs> until he says death on a loop. Yes. Death. This Death. This is yeah. where this is where I'm like he clearly came up with this <laughs> obviously like this is Henriksen's own death. devising death 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 and he's just like it was yes yeah. he's like laughing <laughs> yeah yeah I just <laughs> yeah I also of course I just love because ninety one also the how hard this is to do in the VHS and he's rewind. Like you see the full process of him going like, Nope, I can clip it a little bit more, a little bit more, now I'm down to the sentence, now I'm down to like the three words, now I'm down to death and I'm looping it. Yes. Yeah. He you know, he's uh he's he's uh he's a DJ, you know, he's a he's No, a he master. is. It's it's sort of a it's kind of a remix. It would be now it'd be like a YouTube thing. We'd be like death, 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 death. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he defined a genre, John. He did. He definitely did. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is also uh, around the time that Bosworth is like, no, once again, don't make any moves just yet because I really think I can turn Nancy and make her an informant. But again, they already have enough. They have really. they have more than enough at this point. You don't even need yeah. to do the P2P deal. The fact that they're he's got them setting up a drug deal with the mob. And I also just I, I just and he's thought, got him like, for the murder is, with he the ever, severed like, head. Right, exactly. But does he ever like figure like beforehand 
when does he realize that they're planning on assassinating the governor? Like not, when, not yet. When... <laughs> so, so he's done no investigative work. He doesn't realize there's this like plot, ha- like being uh, put together so. to assassinate government officials. No, like that's never even. God, he's such a bad police officer. No, in officer. fact, he, there is a moment when he puts it together because later in the movie, there's something about that we're going to do this and then it's time to crack the whip is what Hendrickson says. And then it's like yeah. a, a beginning of third act moment where you have Bosworth going, crack the whip. Oh my God. <laughs> it's very much that uh, black dynamite uh, scene in the diner. <laughs> it is. It's that. Because I do love the idea like, Watching, look, I'm not here to impugn Brian Bosworth's intelligence, but certainly how this character and his performance comes off on screen. Having him have like a detective movie realization is so funny. Oh my yeah. god! Like this, this beefy, like guy who's just like, ah, oh, now I'm piecing it all together. To be fair, though, this is the kind of thing I would expect him to actually be able to put two and two together. It's true, it's true, but he puts it together so late in the movie. So late. And also to the point of then not actually preventing any of it from happening. He, yeah, he literally impeded, because he didn't give an explanation as to why they couldn't, like, bring them in on the charges he had already witnessed. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no, he just says, I need to do this, which makes me feel like he like what is his motivation here i guess he wants to he wants to convince the girl uh i, I can't nancy. remember her name nancy yeah to be an informant but for what purpose <laughs> other than does he just want to make sure he can manipulate a woman in the scenario to prove yeah i mean it, it just like, seems what? like it's like i guess even more charges like he's really tra- I, it seems to me his his thinking is uh let's really get uh, uh, as much charges so they can't get out from under any of it he wants to bury he, them in evidence basically he's seen them do some pretty heinous acts so the more he delays the right. more even if he doesn't know about the plot that happens at the end he knows that they're going to be committing violence and hurting people in the meantime that he's not bringing them in so right. he is right active like and the and the movie doesn't present a reason why he needs this extra thing like he doesn't say no they've gotten they've gotten off on worse charges in the past like they have a some sort of workaround they have a loophole that they've exploited right we need more no but the movie doesn't bother to show what that is it just makes him i also seem love like that his officer. that his bosses at the fbi are just listening to him too they go we want to move in and when boz goes no not yet they go okay <laughs> yeah they're not like uh it's not your call right. bring them in you yeah know? you've got like the <laughs> deputy director it. of the fbi going like whatever you say boz <laughs> <laughs> You're the boss, Boz. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, Henriksen kidnaps two National Guardsmen, puts them yes. in wooden crates, and then shoots them. Which was strange. Yeah, uh, it was a str- I thought he was going to like throw them in the water or something. He or shoots them and then bury says, them ground, mail or... them to the governor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then they do... And I love when we see them later. Like, it's not enough of a thing. They get the crates with the dead guardsmen. And he's also put the campaign poster for the Whips <laughs> campaign with a bloody X across his face. 
Oh, he's really he's really showing him. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he's out of control. Also, wait. Way to play your hand like yeah. early, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, really. I'm coming your to hand. kill you. Uh, yeah. I also like when he shoots these two guardsmen. There's this one member of the buyer gang who goes, "Hey, whoa, man! You just murdered those guys. This is not what I signed up for." It's like, I'm sorry. This is your limit. <laughs> Wait, he's killed other people in the past, and I, yeah. and this is also something that Nancy brings up. She's yeah. like. It used to be great, but ever since some unspecified time, yeah. things have gotten out of hand. Yeah, I know. I just uh, I just love the idea about, like, I'm sorry, how are you just now realizing Lance Henriksen is a psychopath and this is a <laughs> violent, dangerous organization? <laughs> the Nazi flags didn't go? It wasn't a red flag no. of some sort, maybe, to go, like, I don't know. No, about I, I signed up knowing that it was a Nazi organization. Now, here but I this, thought, yeah. I thought this we were just people. a hate group. I didn't know we were murderers. Yeah, I didn't know we were acting on that yeah. hate. I thought we were just, you know, it's just vague, you know. Just, come on, man. Hate. I come thought on. we were just having fun. Yeah. I just Right. And how Shooting does the shit. How does Lance Henriksen respond to this guy's concerns? He uh, forces this guy's know. hand into the spokes of a moving motorcycle wheel. Sure does. That also feels like an uh, idea that Lance Henriksen came up yeah. with. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, I, my, my new uh, hope for these movies is that Lance Henriksen is the bad guy in everything we watch going forward because... I would I would be fine There is no movie we've seen him in that he hasn't massively improved the quality of. Is uh, this the only movie that, ha that hasn't been Patreon content that has had Lance Henriksen? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, okay. We've okay. talked about him over on so, Meet the Monsters as well, um, right? Yeah. So when here, we're yeah. thinking about best villains, uh, I, I think, think this Lance part, is yeah. Chains. A Chains uh, is a definite front runner for best villain. Yeah, uh, definitely. He is great. He is great in this. Yeah. Um. He like I said, it's this is this movie falls into what I've often discussed as the under siege territory. A Steven Seagal movie I love, not because of Steven Seagal, but because Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey are the bad guys. And they right. rule in it. Uh, yeah, by yeah. the way, stay tuned for that because that's going to be an upcoming patron commentary at some point is Under Siege. The only legitimately good Seagal movie. And once again, is kind of good in spite of Seagal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they got Lee Jones, some good actors. To Tommy play Lee Jones. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what this movie's doing too where you get Hendrickson and Forsyth and even in Trash, they'll come in and elevate it because they're good yeah. actors, you know? Like yeah. uh, like Forsyth is also in Raising Arizona around this time and stuff like that. You know, where you're going like, oh, shit. Yeah, these are like good actors. Um, yeah. Uh, which he's great in, by the way. For people who check out Raising Arizona, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It is. Uh, definitely an underappreciated Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, it is, it is one that, that whenever I watch it, I go, oh, this one is really good. And people don't talk yeah. about it as much. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, see, da-da-da. Yeah, so this is where the boss is really trying to... I guess you could say he's gaslighting Nancy. Because he's doing this thing where he's like, isn't James crazy? Wouldn't you like to get out from under him? But he's also not revealing he's a cop. Because that's a whole right. weird thing through their thing where it's like, I can help get you out of this. But then she's so furious when she finds out he's a cop. It's like, well, he's kind of talking like a cop when he's doing... Right. If you right. could... you. 
you could turn against change and I could help you get out of this. What else would he be? But then it also, it does call into question, what's the motivation behind this? Because if he doesn't technically need her to turn, then why is he, other than maybe some nefarious purpose of like, well, maybe we can fuck later, you know? (laughs) Yeah, but, but in classic one of these movie fashion even that's not clear like i guess there's like an attraction between them but everything with her is so just like tossed in you could take out all of the nancy stuff in this movie and it would be unaffected plot wise yes 100 percent. she does nothing because also she just gets i mean spoiler she's gonna get killed in a couple scenes and unceremoniously unceremoniously and it will affect the plot in no way Yes, and it will clearly not affect uh, Bosley's uh, character at all. Oh, the so. Bos could give a shit, man. Yeah, the Bos yeah. could give a shit. Uh, so yeah, so the the once again, uh, oh, <laughs> finally, as we talked about, the terrible thing that he keeps breaking off to meet with FBI agents. Finally, Ice just follows him. Yeah, which should have <laughs> happened so much sooner, like the basic logic of why do you keep they're gonna notice that you're leaving and so when he's when he's meeting with the fbi also playing it real cool ice i see him meeting with fbi agents so i pull out my machine gun and just open up on them instead of going and telling the rest of the gang yeah because spoiler alert uh ice dies in this in this sequence Uh, ice spectacularly dies in the sequence. <laughs> so like it goes a, back I, to oh i guess nobody knows because we killed the only guy i think knew. this is this is a front runner for death of the movie actually it's up there I, it's up there I ha- there's I, some good ones though. yeah down the stretch we're going to be talking about because the third act has a few <laughs> pretty glorious ones there's like a one two punch of best kills in the movie that there, happened there really is yeah it's it's yeah. this that's another thing that's nice this is a movie that has one-liners this is a movie that actually has great kills we can debate i feel like it's been a while since we've seen anything that we've actually had any of those for yeah we've been begrudgingly picking one or just saying you know what no yeah let's not even bother yeah Yeah. so it does feel nice to be like "Mm, here's a movie that's delivering the goods in those departments yeah uh, yeah. I think yeah, it is there is something about when we go back to the eighties and nineties, there is a there's a real purity and sincerity to these movies that I enjoy. Like everybody mm-hmm. is really that's the thing that's great about this is it doesn't feel like anybody is checked out and like Bosworth is not good, but he's doing his best. He's yeah, he is doing everything he can. And I which will is say he is far from the worst we've seen though. He is not nearly as dull as some of the guys we've seen. He's got some sure. life in him. I'm not saying he's a good he, actor, but there's like there's a spark in his eyes at least that he's like I'm I'm doing this. Even when it's it's mostly just him being an asshole because right. obviously that's I think uh, that's an easy role for him. <laughs> it's an easy role for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there is something. I would know, be I would be curious trying. to watch like that some of the more recent stuff he's done and see if he's gotten any better because I do think there is. I think somebody could work with this guy and make him a better sure. actor. Some of the guys we've seen are just like, no, there's no way this guy's going to ever do anything. But Bosworth yeah. at least like, okay, there's some level of charisma here that if you gave him some underlying skills, he could at you least know, be like serviceable. You give him a director like uh, uh, David A.R. White, and uh, <laughs> you, 
I think. Well, I mean, here's the thing: we know A.R. White's such a good director because he's an actor too, right? So he exactly. knows what it is. He knows what actors are looking for. He's an actor's director, exactly. He knows how to talk to them to get that perform to draw it out. You know? <laughs> I will say now that I know Bosworth is them, we're ever closer to doing that trilogy of post-apocalyptic David A.R. White movies, uh, the Revelation yeah. Road movies. Um, we've talked about doing them, but now the fact that I know that Bosworth is in all three of them, and he does play a character named Hog in them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, so, I'm sad it's not Boz Hog. Boz Hog. Um, ooh, and you better believe Eric Roberts is in those two. Of, of course. What yeah. is? I'm shocked Eric Roberts isn't in this movie. This seems like something so Roberts would have been in. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, the. <laughs> I it does feel like he should be on every week on this show. You know what I mean? Like the yes. fact that we've only seen him a couple times is amazing because he always works. Who has been in more films? Uh Eric Roberts or Danny Trejo? Oh, I think it's still Trejo. I mean Trejo okay. Trejo's like pushing four hundred titles. <laughs> like Trejo's <laughs> insane. Uh just this is a distraction, but I'm gonna look it up because you posited the question how many how many credits they have. But I mean, it, it's Eric Roberts has. Ooh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! No, 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 no. Okay, hold on. I just I'm not gonna tell you Eric Roberts' number just yet, but it's fucking crazy. Uh I it might be Roberts. Yeah, because I thought I thought there's no way, like you know, because uh, Trejo has a few hundred, right? Uh yeah. oh Trejo, four hundred and twenty three credits. Okay. Jeez. No. Christ. No. Roberts. Six eighty two. Six hundred and eighty that includes stuff that's in development, right? He's got a lot of stuff right, that's right. filming or in post production. But still six eighty two. So many movies. Six hundred and eighty two acting credits. That's oh, more than some. My. That's more movies than some people have seen in their life. You know Absolutely. What I, mean? I mean, he's got to be shooting something every day. He must be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was really good on the Righteous Gemstones this last season. I was yeah. delighted to see him in something good, and because he, I mean, we we mock him because of his career stuff, but he can be good. In, he's good in the Dark Knight. He's good in the on, Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a good actor. Yeah, I think he's really good in the first Expendables. Um. He's good, but he, he just, just he just takes he just anything. Can't, yeah, he cannot turn down a film. Like, which like can't. which means he works a career where he's in some good stuff sometimes and some utter shit other times. And yeah. um he does a lot of lifetime movies and Christian movies and oh it's insane. Uh six eighty two though. I didn't know that was possible. That might be the most That's, anyone's ever been in. I think it might be. That yeah. Is yeah. In, Sane. Eric Roberts, Oof. man, he just can't stop. He can't you're right. He can't say no. I don't think I think he compulsively does it. Like, I think if we if he stops, if, then he starts, you know, then he's alone with his thoughts, maybe. I don't know. Listen, like, I'm pretty sure we could get him. I think we could. <laughs> I don't think I think if if we offered him like a uh, uh something he could do in a day. I don't think yeah. it'd be impossible to get Eric Roberts. I really we don't. We offer him, yeah, a role that he could play in a day and yeah. maybe $100. I think we could get Eric <laughs> yeah. Roberts. We feed him, and uh, one of us lets him uh, sleep on our couch, and uh, yeah. and we've got Eric Roberts. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I mean, new new life goal, I think. I, uh, I, like I said, I mean, I think, I think we could get him. 
I think, uh, yeah, think, yeah, I think we could probably get we're, it. We're, Lisman and I are working on a movie right now, and I'm pretty sure we could get and Eric Roberts in there. Um, <laughs> yes. It suddenly seems very achievable as I'm looking at that IMDb. I can't imagine David Ayer White has that much more money for his movies than we do. Um, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. No, I would be curious. Like, what's he making per movie? Because it can't be much. I mean, and a lot of those he does pop in for like a scene or two of course you know exactly yeah yeah and that's all we need him for like yeah no one be... scene with eric roberts yeah exactly and uh, then we can put that on the poster then right like that and eric <laughs> have roberts. him headlined yeah like, yeah he is the biggest Dark. head on the eric poster. roberts <laughs> eric they do that shit man where it is we've seen that right where it's like this person in you're like he's barely in it i mean nicholas you know, cage and jujitsu if this movie, if this move, or if this podcast, yeah, culminates into us making one of these films, yes, and that's what we would have to do is like we're gonna get like a big star, yeah, big star, a big star in this world, right, uh, right, right, uh, a, a Trevo, a Roberts, uh, you know, yeah, why not even even, even uh, a Bosworth, you know, like yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, and then we're going to headline them on the poster, right. but they're barely going to be. No, but you're the star of it, Lisman. Uh <laughs> or, or somebody who might be better suited for an action role. No, but I think it'd know. be a lot funnier if it was you. <laughs> it would be funnier because uh, I don't the world's have the greatest assassin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're sneaky. You're uh, lithe and sneaky, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Yeah, we'll see. See how well that my dad bod. Uh, yeah. Uh, Let's talk to. Uh, and I just want to be the disapproving. God damn it! You went too far this time. <laughs> um, you wrecked half. I just got off the phone with the mayor. Um. So uh. Th so this leads to this huge motorcycle chase where Bosworth is trying to chase Forsyth down to stop him from telling the other. And this is crazy. This is crazy, yeah. Because there's a this is where uh, Forsyth turns around with a machine gun while riding on a motorcycle and shoots a car and it explodes, right? That's he what happens Yes, here. yes. He turns back, he <laughs> shoots the hood of a car enough that the entire car explodes in a fireball. <laughs> <laughs> and he just turns back like, yep. Yeah. Uh, my other favorite move is there's a car... Uh, uh, there's a car driving in the middle lane and Forsyth and Bosworth are on either side of the car and Forsyth pulls out a knife and slices the arm of the driver so that he swerves his car into Bosworth. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> that was so crazy. Yeah, that was ne next level bonkers for sure. Uh, but unfortunately, that means he has to look to the side and he does not see that he's drifted into the other lane and proceeds to hit head on another car where his bike instantly explodes it is also interesting because you don't see his body fly forward in this show right which uh is 100 what would happen of course the uh, momentum of it he seems to go backwards off the bike though like the explosion is enough to push him backwards even though his momentum the, is pushing the, him forward. the the momentum of the impact pushes him forward but then yes the force of the explosion going the other way pushes him back i guess and we do yeah. get burned and bloodied Forsyth lying on the road, and his last words on this earth are, fuck you, cop. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have to imagine is how Ice probably wanted to go out. Probably, yeah. 
I want to die I'm... on my motorcycle, and I want to tell a cop, fuck you. Yeah, that's how I want to go out. <laughs> uh, are, are you sad that um, uh, Boz... Bosley, Bosworth, Bosworth. Just the Bos. Just call him. The Bos. We call him Bos. He didn't. He didn't drop a one-liner here. I thought. Yes, I agree. There were. It's interesting. There were a few times where I go, "Hey, no one-liner," and then there's like a lot of one-liners in the third act. Yeah. Uh, So, weren't you expecting like, looks like you got iced or something? Yeah, man. Bosworth yeah. is not I mean there's a few one-liners in this movie but there aren't this is not I mean I think Cobra still takes the cake for the most one-liners Stallone's so, every yeah. line was a one-liner uh in yeah. fact as I'm looking they're actually some of the remaining one-liners are mostly Hendrickson yes yeah he gets some good ones down the stretch he really uh, does yeah so <laughs> uh we got to talk about Ice's funeral. Because if there's anything better than Ice's death, it's Ice's funeral. Is this how motorcycle gangs do it? I never saw this shit on Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> no, but I, I'd like to imagine that this is how it is. Yeah. You know? So they're having a big party, and in the yeah. <laughs> in the center of their compound, they've built a funeral pyre with. Mm-hmm. Ice's motorcycle on it, and atop the motorcycle, they have sat down the corpse of Ice on his bike. This was confusing because, well, for many reasons. How is the body staying seated? Yeah. Like an upright. Like they, they didn't they, lash him to anything. They didn't, <laughs> like... They've got some rods and stuff in there under the jacket to prop him up. And yeah. He even had a cigar in his mouth. He had a cigar in his mouth and he had the sunglasses on. Yeah. And he's just yeah. and he's got the hand they put the hands on the on the you know the, the handles. Uh and I just I was laughing so hard. This is insane. Here's my other question. Did somebody from the gang go and like sign his body out of the coroner's office? Great question. I don't know where they got this body from because <laughs> they didn't even know he was mi- missing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, how did they? How did yeah. they know where specifically? It's to just find like, him? Uh, yeah, we're here to pick up the body of Ice. <laughs> we're gonna do a we're gonna do a little private ceremony down at the compound. <laughs> this is so. I loved it so much. And then, yeah. And then, oh, because Hendrickson's so good, he gets up there and he's like. We're gonna miss you, brother. You know, like, <laughs> don't worry. Like, this will be avenged or whatever. I don't know exactly. I don't know what they think the story is either, because they don't. Obviously, they, they don't know the boss is a cop, so they just yeah. think he was just what in a general traffic accident. They don't. Exploded? Yeah, they don't follow it up at all. Uh, no, there's no. Ju- Come on, hashtag justice for ice, man. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they don't even. It would be so easy for them to find out that Boz and Ice were in a motorcycle chase yeah. that ended with several cars exploding yeah. and people being injured. Uh, yeah, you would think the police would have a lot of questions about particularly that car that got shot until it exploded. <laughs> that's that's pretty crazy. At uh, a certain point, there would be helicopter footage of, yes, of yes. this chase. You know, yeah, and this is '90s, so this is prime helicopter news. Like, yeah. I, I remember as a kid watching a lot of pursuits on TV. Yeah. They were yeah. that was big television. 
It's like, yeah, oh my god. Yes. I mean, of course, the OJ one being the most famous. Uh, yeah, the white yeah. Bronco but, yeah, this is also like prime like cops, the TV show. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you think era. that we're starting to get to the you know, people don't have phones yet, but we are starting to get to the place where it is not unreasonable to think that the stuff would be filmed in some capacity. Right, there, exactly. The evidence that this happened. Uh, all they would need to do, it, basically what we're saying is all they would need to do is put even the littlest amount of effort to figure out how <laughs> and why he died, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they don't, and it's completely and nobody, dropped. Yeah, nobody seems to care. They're all just like, oh, too bad Ice died. Anyway, back to our plan to assassinate the entire government. Yeah, nobody put two and two together of like both ice and Boz were missing at the same time I, and then also, Ice died. I'm Weird. also realizing something here. Mm. I don't think the Boz he doesn't kill that many people. Because he doesn't kill Ice. No, no, he doesn't. That's pretty That's lame. Just a random pedestrian. That's kinda lame. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really do much. No, he shoots a couple He doesn't even man. he doesn't even kill uh Hendrickson. No. Nope. He could. Yeah, he in fact, really he, we'll talk do about. It. He even gets a one-liner to kill him and doesn't do it. Yeah, lame yeah. man. Boz is yeah. lame in this movie. He's pretty like a lot. Lame. A lot yeah. of the bad guys die either because other people kill them or circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> what is Boz's greatest weapon? Circumstance. It is. Boz kills a lot of people through Looney Tunes logic. That kind. The beginning yeah. with the jar kind of sets it up. It's just. It becomes bigger and more violent down the stretch, but yeah, yeah. Boz really doesn't. He hardly kills anybody in the movie. I do believe he kills uh, several people involving a helicopter, so he does do that. Yes. Oh, oh, he does. Yeah, one of my maybe my maybe my actual favorite death of the movie is a helicopter related yes. one. Yeah. Um. Yes, that's true. No, he does kill some people, but it's interesting how. Like non once again how non active he is as an action hero though. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's so he's strange. More, he's not even reactive. He's just he's I don't just know there. what he's doing. He acts after yeah. the Yeah, I, he's like he he's reactive, but like real late. Real late yeah. reactions. <laughs> right. All all the innocent people are dead and the boss has taken action. This uh, movie could have been called Delayed Reaction. You know? <laughs> that sounds like it comes from the action title generator. It sure does, yeah. Um yeah, uh, so let's see. Uh, FBI sets up. Okay, so FBI sets up the big sting here on the drug deal. Yes. Which is a semi-truck full of P2P. Sure. And they have this undercover agent pretending to be the dealer who's saying, no, man, I need more money, and if you don't give it to me, I'm going to shoot you. And this is also mm -hmm. the boss can pretend to kill him and earn the more respect for the the gang which immediately fails like, it, immediately it immediately fails immediately only because and this also from a logistic standpoint of the law enforcement um they go that because they're taking the truck and what they don't count on is that the 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 bikers take the truck down a different road than they were counting on <laughs> And then for some reason, they can't just move their SWAT teams to follow no. that. It's just like, uh -uh. it's gone. Yeah. I don't I understand. That's all they can do. They've all amassed at a location to get them. Just move those people. And once again, where's your FBI helicopter that can then follow this truck to where it goes? And yeah. then you send the SWAT team there. 
That that would make sense, John. Nope, it's over, but, and Boz is in trouble because we just put $2 million of drugs on the street. But Boz isn't having this, man. No way. I've got a plan. And it does involve blowing up the semi-truck. <laughs> it sure does. Because his plan is he rides his motorcycle up alongside the semi-truck and then mm-hmm. shoots the like connecting hoses between the truck and the trailer causing the trailer to careen into a gas station by the way a trailer full of meth Mm -hmm. collides with a gas station (laughs) to create this is the explosion of the movie i think right here i think so just in terms of this thing is size and scale yeah yeah this is like a nuclear bomb man this thing (laughs) mushroom clouds up into the sky what happens when you get a trailer full of meth and a and a completely abandoned yes. gas station? Yeah, it's, it's, gas. it's like a riddle. Yeah. What you get is an insane explosion that this movie luxuriates in. We really see this yeah. go up for a while. Oh, yes. Yes. And the FBI presumably is like, good job, Buzz. <laughs> this was the best way to handle this? But they don't even... But nothing comes from it because then they go back to their plot to assassinate yeah. government officials. Well, because the drug thing was just, a, you know, that'd be great too. But that's not yeah. their main thing. We're back to the, you know. Uh... <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it's, so it's insane. This it's movie is so it's, dumb. It's crazy. Uh, so he goes back to the compound now and they're like, yeah. hey, pal, we know you're a cop. And they've yes. got the girl sitting down. He's like, oh, no, she gave me up. Because she did know he's a cop because she overheard him call in the, right. the truck. While he was driving the truck, yes. And her reaction is basically like, you're a cop, uh, and folds her arms and is like, mm, I'm so mad about this. Yeah, and this is weird because this is he's basically saying everybody in this gang is going to get busted right so if you don't help me right you are also going to get busted I basically can, yeah this I is where she goes deal. from being manipulated by the gang to being yeah. controlled by the by yeah. by boss i can cut it's, you a deal and probably keep you out of prison if you turn evidence on these guys she is given no choice yeah. in that scenario and but she's uh, also not really a character so it doesn't <laughs> Like, right, we don't exactly. deal with her feelings about any of this, really, at all. Yeah. Uh, yes. But so he thinks she gave him up. But, of course, out of the back room comes the character only listed as the Bolivian in the... <laughs> uh, and I love that. I, I was like, oh, I forgot about this guy. But to still have him be like, surprise, it's me. <laughs> I did think, who's this? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember who this is. And he's, I guess, come back from Bolivia and sure. for reasons that are very dumb, because Henriksen will instantly kill him. Because if you recall, mm-hmm. Henriksen wanted him dead in the first place. <laughs> he just brought him up just for that reveal. Yeah. Henriksen is a showman, you know? He's oh. got to put on a good show. Oh, and we see that later. My God, I mean, he's wearing his priest costume at the end of the movie and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So they he shoots that guy. Mm. Then he shoots... Oh, because as he says, oh, he does, but he does this one-liner to the Bolivian where he says, God forgives, the Brotherhood doesn't, and shoots him. Uh, long way to go to set that up. I love the, I love when you have to set up your own things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's not a... 
And so he shoots that guy. Then he just unceremoniously shoots Nancy. She's dead out of the movie. Just immediately. Yeah, Yeah, whatever. Uh, But they're not going to kill the Boz because he's going to be part of the plan. Which, all right, we're into the third act of this movie, which is a chef's kiss of a third act, man. This thing is, oh, my God. Because, you like, I thought this movie was crazy for the first hour. But the last sure. half hour is ten times crazier than anything that came before it. It is, which is good because uh, the fact that it this movie was still happening, yeah, uh, was like okay. Why does it? Why? Why is there still twenty more minutes of this film? And and, and they, yeah, very few movies we've seen a lot of movies where it's like and and why? Like we still leave that, but here, oh, they delivered, man. Oh, they yeah. delivered. Uh, they, they sure did. Cause this, yeah, like the the this thing goes off the rails like nobody's business down the stretch yeah. here. Uh, because yes, the what, okay. Here's the only thing I don't fully understand. What is the plan for the boss? What is their plan to do with the boss here? I don't know. Cause he's tied to the the helicopter. He's, right. Who they were gonna like? There's a bomb on yeah. the helicopter. They were going. So to were they going to drop blow him, him up? out of the helicopter and he would then blow up the the capital something blow up something yeah. although it is revealed to be a pretty small explosion later yeah. on so i don't uh, yeah i don't quite understand this by the way we haven't talked about the character of awol who is their military contact right yes. and who did you recognize this actor lesman mm, he looked familiar i immediately um, recognize i'm a big it's always sunny in philadelphia fan and I immediately recognized this guy as Mac's criminal father from It's Always Sunny, uh, oh. where he plays his scumbag imprisoned dad on there. Because uh, I do oh. think he's really funny on that show. And he's giving a wild performance in this thing, of course. Oh, my God. He's uh, having a lot of fun, for sure. He really is. He really, really is. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Uh, so, yeah, so he's flying the helicopter. They have. I I thought this even before he did what he did, but I'm looking at this going. Why would they handcuff him to the hydraulic lines? Great question. Because those are pretty fragile, and if he, bre- I do like that he he does break those, and it, it affects the flight of the helicopter in no way. Um, nope. <laughs> that wasn't part of. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And this movie's so. Hendrickson is sneaking because this is the this is the appeal trial to get the death sentence for once again a man whose name is Trouble. Um, yes, and uh, and Hendrickson has cut his hair and shaved off his beard and is now dressed mm-hmm. as a priest. And this is enough that no one, despite the fact this guy has openly said he plans to kill the governor, that yep. nobody stops him. Nobody has a photo of this guy and goes, "Wait a minute." Hold on. <laughs> Our two FBI agents are there at the courthouse. Yes. Also, the other thing I was thinking is, if they're so worried about the security, wouldn't you make this a closed hearing and not have people in there? Oh, you mean it, it, people have already made death threats against <laughs> yeah. uh, several members of uh, people involved in this? Yeah, yeah. yeah I would. I would be... think the answer would just be, you just don't let anybody into the hearing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. And not only, not only does Hendrickson get in there, but somehow, and there is no answer to this, they've mm-hmm. gotten a fucking machine gun hidden in under, the gun. 
yeah, the gun was already in there, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. They they've they've planted it there. Now I I know this for a fact that they do extensive security sweeps before they mm-hmm. let anyone in, looking for yeah. shit like this or bombs. They look under tables and chairs and anything. The, yes. They, yes. Federal courthouses, Capitol buildings, things like that are pretty tight on security. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I you mean, know, even yeah. the Portland courthouse is pretty tightly absolutely absolutely because they don't want shit like this happening yeah yeah (laughs) the only because even like a january 6 they stormed the capitol it's not like weapons were at the ready inside of it no (laughs) of course not i don't know how they got this is this is hilarious to me completely unexpected they didn't even bother they're like you know what at this point we're an hour and 10 minutes in you just want to see some gunfire go off so and do they ever get some gunfire going on here oh yeah Uh, Yeah. because yeah so they're they're in there uh and uh meanwhile bosworth is fighting the guys on the helicopter because at this point yes he has pulled out the hydraulic line which once again never affects the actual piloting of the chopper though Oh, uh, no, not at all. But no. he's fighting. And, and this is real. It's not Bosworth. But they've got stunt guys. They cut to this exterior. Mm-hmm. And there are guys throwing down inside of a flying helicopter. It looks pretty good. Yeah. And the, and then, like, the helicopter goes down to, like, street level. And this is, like, It's weaving. all real. And it looks cool. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah. This is what I you get. like, damn. I, they're, they're even in Stone Cold. I am going, like, man, I do love the old school action when everything was practical. I yeah. was very impressed with with all of, like the fact that they actually put a helicopter. Well, this spot. is I feel like this is definitely uh, a, a benefit of having a stunt guy as a director who yes. would do crazy stuff like this because he knows how to do this kind of stuff, right? Right. Exactly. Uh, so they're fighting. Yeah, Hendrickson at this point grabs his machine gun and he first grabs that FBI agent who faked his death and he he grabs him and goes, "This one's real." And then blows the, just explodes his chest. And then just stands up and mows down the entire appeals, all the all the justices at the appeals bench. Just machine uh, yes. guns the shit out of them. And for those of you who are playing the uh, uh, action shelf bingo game, this is where you uh, tick off the infinite ammo. Yes. Because Lance Henriksen has infinite ammo on his gun. <laughs> Yes, he does eventually reload. Yeah. at a dramatically right relevant yes. point. Yes, that but... that we don't consider those. If if the movie's making a point of the reloading, but he's already shot two hundred rounds from this thing. He's got <laughs> right. like a thirty. Yeah. He's got like a thirty round mag on this MP5, <laughs> but he somehow manages to get several hundred shots off. Uh, I love the idea that this is a well thought out plan yeah. because what happens is just joyriding through the capitol building shooting a machine gun. well because yes that's like, it exact as he's gunning all these people down uh other members of the biker gang are driving their motorcycles through windows into and yep. then my favorite guy is just the guy who not on a motorcycle just himself dives in through a window with a machine gun <laughs> that guy was my ab- he's just like yeah <laughs> because they're i mean yeah. they're shooting secretaries and i mean they're just shooting literally everyone they slaughter yeah. this capital full of people it's yeah. insane i couldn't i'm just they're, watching this going what what by the time the boss gets into the capitol building yeah there's almost nobody left to save no, like they've have killed everyone they've killed everyone well so the boss 
uh, who the the henchman he's fighting, he eventually takes the bomb, stuffs it in this guy's shirt, and kicks him out of the helicopter. And I do love that the guy explodes in midair. Yes, that, yes, I, that mean, I, I laughed very hard when this because happened. Because it's it's not a thing where he lands and explodes or something. The fact that he gets kicked out and almost instantly explodes as he's falling. I was like, I was applauding, going like, yes, movie. Well well done. Because I got to say, I think that's my front runner for best kill. I I think so, too. It's a pretty good, I mean, it's obviously like a dummy, but it's pretty good. I mean, I would rather the movie have them actually kick out a dummy with an explosive. Yeah, um, than try to do some lame CGI thing. Right, exactly. Uh, It's so good. And then, yeah, then the boss's big move is he leaps out of the helicopter through a skylight into this courthouse. This would have broken both of his legs. <laughs> I also like he lands because, he, yeah, he jumps a good distance before he hits the glass, mm-hmm. then hits the ground. But also they do put in this moment where he hits the ground and slams into a wall. But then because yes. he's the boss, he just kind of is like shakes it off and gets into the fight. This is the this is the man who got baned earlier. So like, he's unstoppable. Yeah, he he's literally unstoppable. He's unkillable. <laughs> uh, but the end of the movie does have the Boz, who almost never wears a shirt in the movie. He's just wearing the leather vest, but he's just mm-hmm. covered in blood by the strat the down, which is what I'm looking for out of an action hero. Of course, yeah. I yeah, mean, we're looking classic. for that John McClane kind of you know bruised and mm-hmm. battered. Although he's not hurt, he's just wounded. Right, that's the thing, right? right? Where it's like, it's it, it, that that I do like because Boz never plays pain. It's all right, just, exactly. It's, I'm just bleeding. it's all it's all makeup. None of it is. He's not thinking about the performance and how no, being c- injured would affect. Because that's yeah. the great thing, of course, about Willis and Die Hard. Right, is you really feel <laughs> this guy has been through it. Yes, it's in his performance, exactly. in the physicality. Everything hurts on this guy. He's not just cut. Yeah, he's badly injured. God, uh, it is stuff like this that really it just drives home why Bruce Willis was just oh man he was the king why he was the icon yeah because he was the guy you could relate to he was the guy who took a beating I was just watching the yeah. last Boy Scout and he's fucked up by the end of that movie and like Jesus Christ yeah. you know like uh, that's that's yeah. why we liked him it's like because you really felt like oh I've been through it with Bruce Boz yeah, is just like exactly. fuck you I'm never gonna stop. Uh, yeah, he's the Incredible Hulk. In he this basically movie. Yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so most of the people, as we said, uh, are dead. Are dead. Um, oh, the one-liner to the whip, because he's got the gun on the whip, and he goes, it's moments like that, I think. It's moments like this, I think of my father's last words. Don't, son, that gun is loaded! And then he just machine guns the whip to pieces. That's pretty fucking great, man. It's very funny. Yeah. It's <laughs> And once again, apparently another Hendrickson improv because he claims he made up all of his dialogue. I would believe that. I yes. would too. He's just like, "Yeah, I'm just going to say whatever I want." And the director went, "Cool." <laughs> um and so, boy, this one, you really you you really earned my respect, Hendrickson, with this one because that is pretty amazing. It's very funny. And also he knows what movie he's in. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I love about guys like Henriksen. They're they're he's going like, Yeah, this is schlock, man. I'm gonna say some crazy shit. 
I'm going to say some crazy shit. Yeah. And they're going to be totally fine with it. Yeah. Uh, Boz does shoot a guy off the second floor, so he falls backwards down to the classic. Classic. Uh, let's see. Blows up bike with. Oh! <laughs> the... Yeah, there is a guy driving at him with a, a motorcycle, and Boz shoots it with a shotgun, and the whole motorcycle explodes. Mm-hmm. Of like it would happen in real yeah, life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he shoots mm-hmm. another guy out a window, and then we get this showdown with Henriksen and a guy on a motorcycle. And I don't quite understand what Henriksen thought was going to happen because he goes, you go, you run him down. And then Henriksen walks off, and this guy rides his motorcycle. But Bosworth has a gun. So he just shoots yeah. the guy off the motorcycle instantly. Yes. But instantly. then Bosworth steps out of the way as the motorcycle goes out the window, collides with Mac's dad in the helicopter, and that explodes, of course, and comes crashing that to the ground. Be- that might be the kill of the movie, I right? Think, I think, the, the, in my head, that's the debate, is between the guy getting thrown out of the helicopter or the motorcycle hitting the helicopter. I, it's so, yeah, that, that is the I do the like the debate. Rube Goldberg aspect of that. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, it's very funny. Also, I know the motorcycle's going fast, but without the guy on it, would it really have the momentum to... It would keep going, but to continue sure. at full speed through the glass and then out into the chopper? Like, that's... He would have had, yeah, he would have had to have been going very fast before. But what, what gives it the? Shot. It doesn't like hit a ramp so it can hit the helicopter. No. it would go through the glass and fall, not go straight yeah. out and up at the chopper. <laughs> like no, every, it doesn't make any sense. Everything had to be perfectly timed and angled for this to happen. And yeah, this is what I'm yeah. talking again, about. It's another no circum- CG. There's no, no CG, CG here. It looks great, but it's another yeah. circumstantial death. Bosworth doesn't do this yes it's just it just happens it's but i think it's glory boy the audacity of it is just so this whole movie i just yeah i do applaud the just the 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 scope of this movie the the sweep of it uh oh man uh so yeah so the boz is uh now it's the boz v hendrickson Mm-hmm. And once they get into close combat, it's just the boss dominates him because he's twice the size of Hendrickson. It's not. Yeah, I was I was having the thought that, especially coming off of that very great uh, motorcycle. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the that's the real climax of the movie. Too. I think so. Yeah, because this fight is. It should, if we really wanted this scene to be thrilling. Yeah. Uh, he Henriksen chains would have the upper hand. Like I feel maybe like he like. What, what if he had a knife and Bosworth just yeah. has his hands, or any ambushes him, you know, and gets him into a compromising. Can I also you know, posit position. what if chains had some chains? Chains? Ooh, yeah, like that's his go-to. He's weapon. whipping at him with chains, or he's wrapping it around his fist. That'd be cool. That's a real biker kind cool. of thing, yeah. But instead, sure. it's just Bosworth is just because Henriksen. You know, Bosworth is a giant. Henriksen's like kind of a, a thin, wiry guy. Yeah, exactly. Who, who you could believe is dangerous, but isn't going to be like a... Uh, um, isn't isn't going to be like a brawler. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. You know, Why doesn't he just shoot the boss when he enters the room? Yeah, I don't fully understand. Does he not have ammo left? 
Well, no, because he uh, later he's crawling to grab the gun. Right. So the gun is still in the room. That's and right. That's theoretically, right. it has ammo. Otherwise, why would he be crawling towards it? But Cause it, cause all I don't know it, why he, he doesn't. I did think this is another moment where I'm going, this guy's not really a hero because he's kind of just pummeling this unarmed <laughs> man and kind of toying with him, too. Yeah. And I yes. did just think this is pretty sadistic for our hero. It, it is. Yeah. Yes. And then he does put the gun to Henriksen's head. Yeah. And he hits him with, I think, the boss's best one-liner, which is, mm-hmm. imagine the future, Chains, because you're not in it. <laughs> but then the gun is empty. Right. Yes. Because there was a little bit of Russian roulette earlier in the film. Right. Right. Yeah. Where we had seen that there, although it was stacked Russian roulette because Henriksen had put three bullets in the gun. Which is, I've never seen that before. But, He's raising you know, the stakes, whatever. man. Um, I, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so instead, he's like, and I did think, oh, come on. If I'm the divorced, problematic father, I want to see Henriksen die. Him just getting taken off in cuffs, that's pretty lame. And then I thought, yeah. oh, wait, I bet they're going to do the lethal weapon thing. The lethal weapon thing, but also the diehard thing. Yes, you know? they combine the two. Because in lethal weapon, it's Gary Busey is arrested and he grabs a gun, and then Riggs and Murtaugh shoot him. Right. But then they do this, where the cowardly guy takes yeah. out the. But uh, Al doesn't shoot Hans Gruber. <laughs> no. <know>? Like that's, <laughs> no. That's no. The, where it is insane that McMurray gets the kill on the main bad guy. Yeah, it's it's very strange. I mean, I, I, the, the moment is it. fine uh, if yeah. this was a henchman, but the fact that, once again, Bosworth is just so lame as a hero. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, he gets the gun, and he's going to shoot Bosworth, and then blam, blam, blam. Uh, yeah. And as soon as he got shot from the back, I'm like, it's going to be the nerdy cop we saw earlier. Of and course. it is, and he drops him. Uh, yeah. And then... We just followed the Boz for a long time as credits roll? This a was a very weird. long take. I it's thought this very was strange. really weird. We just fought yeah. the camera's just tracking with him as he walks out of the courthouse. By the way, has no questions to answer with officials or anything. Nope. Um his nope. career is You're over, by the way, too, because he got all these people killed. He did nothing he... to stop this. Right. It, it's supposed to be this hero- heroic moment, but he is ultimately responsible for well, all of this happening. And they're all acting like, yay, we did it, despite hundreds of innocent people killed. We stopped nothing. <laughs> Including the governor, an entire, like, federal judge panel are dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all, like, like we were saying, secretaries yeah. and just, like, clerks and stuff were Plus, being gunned down. probably just people in the crowd outside got killed when that helicopter came crashing to the ground. Oh, 100%. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> this, this would be days of national mourning for one of the most horrific tragedies that's ever occurred. No yeah, one would is... be like, thank God that cop killed those guys. <laughs> that's such an afterthought. Like, who cares? It's like so many innocents dead. Yeah. Our nation is shaken to its core. But hey, the buzz! Like, <laughs> yeah! I mean, it's like you said, he's not a hero in this film. Not even remotely. It's insane. Yeah. I couldn't believe... I got to the end of this and went like, what did he do in this movie? <laughs> Other than obstruct justice and allow this to happen. Like I said, there's a very strong argument. It's all his fault. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was uh he, this is his case yeah he was undercover for this yeah he should have warned the fbi that this was happening no they were so not prepared for any of this no he, also he i'm gonna talk about hindered i'm gonna talk about capital security policy how they let that machine gun get in there like there's sure, a lot of, yeah, yeah. Th there's gonna be years of hearings looking into this there's gonna be a whole senate subcommittee looking into this event um oh, yeah. uh so yeah anyway so that's stone cold i mean this yeah. thing is fucking great man this is it's, really, it was very enjoyable this yeah. is one of the few movies where i say like you gotta watch this this is really <laughs> this is so silly especially because it's completely free on youtube yes so that really no does reason help. Not it's to. absolutely free on youtube in full hd quality too it looks I mean, right. it's like watching a blu-ray it's really yeah. very good uh and it's just up there it's been up there since 2015 too so nobody seems to care who cares <laughs> like it's just yeah. yeah uh yeah uh okay this is the real debate listman the kill of the movie it's really between those two i am yes. now starting to lean towards the motorcycle hitting the helicopter because i once again i like the specificity of it i like that it has to have happened in an exact sequence and it's more in line with how the boss kills yes. anybody in this yes. film, which is purely by circumstance. Yeah, yeah, how he doesn't kill people that it just people just kind of die around him. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's more indicative of the film itself. Yeah, it's, you know, but it's... both of these could be nominated. I think. Oh hell for, yeah! Like at, at the, the end, the guy of the, getting kicked out of the the helicopter with the bomb on him. And like I said, it's the key that he blows up almost in he's just like just outside the helicopter when he, yeah, that that yeah. explosion could have taken the helicopter down. Um, Easily. Yes. And that actually would have been something. If that had been the the way he also took the helicopter, like he kicks the guy, he leaps out the other side of the helicopter and then the explosion also take I'm I'm pitching things for Stone Cold, but uh yeah, like he, yeah, he straps the bomb to the guy and then yeah. straps him into the helicopter and then just jumps out. Yeah. Uh, Which then, he does like, anyways. He's, he's falling, falling backwards. It's, it's the black dynamite thing where he's in the yeah, air. It's in the literally the black ah. dynamite thing. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think we got to give it to the motorcycle though. It's, I it's think so. too good. Plus, yeah. I love a vehicle as a weapon. Yeah, uh, that's always fun. Uh, we got a few one-liners to go through here. I, I'm going to be curious which one we end up picking, but because the first few are pretty lame. Uh, yeah. we got after he uh, knocks that guy out in the supermarket. He says, "You got to clean up on aisle four And nope. then the key is it goes to <laughs> Stone Cold. Um, uh, when the uh, an electric guitar version of a rim shot, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like that's what this is. Like this whole yeah. movie is guitar riffs. Um, yes. And once again, some divorced dads are raising their cooers and going, "Fuck yeah, balls!" <laughs> get him yeah <laughs> this really is yeah a, a a primo divorce dad movie if you're yeah. if you have a, a a problematic divorce dad in your life get him a copy of stone cold for father's day that that's it will, it's yeah that's at the very least it'll distract him yeah. you know uh, that just happened I, uh, I should say yeah. as we're releasing this actually but as we're recording it's coming up so i recommend a copy of stone cold uh <laughs> <laughs> the perfect father's day gift um yeah uh when uh this is another divorced dad joke when uh sam mcmurray sees the naked woman get out of his bed uh boz says what 
Haven't you seen one of those before? Boom! Women are objects! <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think the key is, haven't you seen one of those? The, yeah, yeah. Those exactly. things. Yeah, that I use whatever for that sex. is. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Also, that sets up like he's a real ladies man. We never see that side of him ever again in the movie. Yeah, because later in the movie, he's like, uh, I, I wouldn't, yeah. you know, uh, give away my woman for sex or something. Like, yeah, yeah. When he, when he refuses sex with uh, I can't, can, Nancy. Nancy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, yeah, but your behavior at the beginning of the film yeah. says otherwise. So I don't. I just really love the know idea of like I'm... establishing, oh, this guy's a real love him and leave him guy uh, for one scene. <laughs> for one scene yeah. and then he then he's then more he's like an like honorable a, yeah I'm kind, you know i'm something of a feminist myself uh <laughs> right exactly yeah uh i i have a feeling we're gonna see this kind of behavior in any boz movie we watch maybe not the christian I, ones but uh well maybe yeah i don't know uh at, when he when he knocks the guy out at the bar and slings him over his shoulder trash going out nope yeah <laughs> uh let's get into i really think it might be uh henriksen that takes this uh, like before it. he shoots the Bolivian, he says, "God forgives the Brotherhood doesn't." Blam, blam, blam. Pretty good, pretty good. And, good. and then I do love uh, it's moments like that. I think of my father's last words: "Don't, son, that gun is loaded." <laughs> and he really plays the father. He does the "Don't, son, that gun is loaded." But this, to me, yeah is the best one i think think. it is i think it is although i mean i will i just will the last one i will give is the best boz but i think it still comes in maybe second in the movie yeah which is imagine the future chains because you're not in it right and this feels more like an actual one-liner it does but it's it's deeply done in by the fact that he doesn't then kill him right exactly that that exactly. i think this there was an argument for that one but the fact that that isn't him then killing Henriksen ruins it so i it think does. i think we agree it's the i think of my father's last words don't son that gun is loaded yeah and that's i think more memorable because i've never heard a line in a movie be that strange because <laughs> we don't have Henriksen writing enough of our dialogue <laughs> right exactly when, when are we going to get a Henriksen penned action movie that's what i want well, that's again when we inevitably make a movie, we uh, get Hendrickson a... to do a polish on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll write it, but then he comes in and writes the one-liners. You know, like for, uh, like all the dialogue for the villain. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, oh my god, I would love, by the way, to have Lance Hendrickson play our villain. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, of yeah, course. Well, I mean, because he we we've talked about it. he is. Oh man, we got to find more Hendrickson movies to watch on this. I show, think so. Actually. I think so. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because uh, uh, he's definitely. Oh, I'm just. I just went to his IMDb. He's. I forgot. He's Ace Hanlon in Sam Raimi's The Quick and the Dead, and he rules oh, in that. Oh yeah. He's the guy with the with the cards on his jacket. Oh. God. Yeah, that movie's so fucking good. I love that. That's a commentary. I think upcoming for sure for our definitely because sure. we love yeah. that movie and that movie is insane. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to see if he has any right. He does not have any writing credits, so he's just hmm. he's just giving this shit out for free, man. Well, you um, know, we're willing to offer, you know. Yeah. Is, uh, put it on your IMDb, man. Yeah. I would, uh, yeah. Anyway, love, love, love this guy. Uh, yeah. So that's our. Th- those are those are those. Uh, as you know, Lisbon, it is always my goal in life to find the strangest IMDb reviews for uh, 
Oh boy. Yeah. Well, there's a lot on this one. There's a lot of 10 star reviews. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I have two here. I want to read actually, cause they're just so many. Uh, and the, the uh, <laughs> I'm just, I just read the end of one and it made me laugh. Uh, let, let's, I just love the, the exuberance of this first guy. So this comes to us sure. from uh, Majid Hamid, uh, IMDb user. And uh, the review is titled, Wow! Three exclamation points. Bosworth <laughs> and Henriksen is at their best! Three exclamation points. Okay. And then he hits us again with the, it starts with, Wow! Dot, dot, dot. What a movie! Two exclamation points. I really love this kind of flick. But I wonder how come this movie is not a success at the box office? Three question marks. Moreover, there are only around 2,000 voters who voted for this movie, and yet the ratings given here is only 5.2? I don't think this movie deserves a low rating. It should be more than six, I guess. To all people who give this movie a low vote and bad reviews about Stone Cold, please watch this movie again and judge this movie as a simple action movie. Not drama, war, or anything else, because Stone Cold is definitely not an Oscar-nominated movie, but indeed it does have good elements, hard-hitting action, and violence. Give this movie a try. If you're a fan of Lance Henriksen, I guarantee you will love this flick. 10 out of 10 stars. Here's the thing. I don't fully disagree with this review. I don't either. You know? It is indicative of a classic um, action shelf review, though, right? Which is, it's not Oscar-nominated, man. You know, like, right. you know, they, yeah, people love yeah. that thing where it's like, this shit ain't art. Um, so, I, th- so that <laughs> was the one. Fair, <laughs> we've made that same argument. We have. We have. Episode, we have. Yeah. yeah, it is It is always one of those things. But it is like, hey, low voters, take a hike. What do you want? Right. Exactly. Yeah, um, I always love that attitude. Uh, so I, that was the this one. This isn't I, Moulin Rouge. Yeah, that was the one uh, I, I was gonna read uh, until, mm. I, and then I found this one, and that's why I have to do two. Uh, oh boy! Because I, I, I don't think this guy is being facetious. Okay. Um, when he's okay. Ti- this comes to us from Adam Hart twenty one, and the review is titled "Without a Doubt." the most important film of our generation. <laughs> and th- so you think like, oh, cause I read that one like, oh, he's being like a shitty, but dude, I think this is totally sincere. All right, here we go. Oh, wow. Okay. I have the privilege of owning two copies of Stone Cold, two, mov- two movie posters and a three by 10 foot banner. And I want more. No amount of merchandise and memorabilia can correctly show how deep my love for this film is. Brian Bosworth is the actor. There is no question he should have been cast in Terminator, Rambo, and The Shawshank Redemption. This movie is the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. Whenever I feel down, I watch Stone Cold. The first 10 minutes alone is worth the price of the video. My friends have I have all, uh, uh, my friends and I have also had the opportunity to follow up on the works of the secondary stars of the film, and their work is outstanding. Evan James's gut was the most tragic role I've ever seen. He should do more work because he did an excellent job. Jerry Colker plays a solid bad guy robbing the supermarket at the beginning. And Laura Albert does an excellent job playing Joe Huff's girlfriend at the beginning. Watch this movie. It will put a smile on your face and an explosion on your screen. The whip is cracked. 10 out of 10 stars. I take that to be sincere. I never saw where the joke was. 
Yeah, it it rides that line for sure. It does. It's... The the memorabilia rundown though is what definitely leads me towards sincere though. Because like I don't think that's a joke. The guy has multiple yeah. movie posters and even like a theater lobby banner for it. And it also never fully like becomes satire. You know what I mean? Right. It's never it never pushes the envelope of absurdity that makes me think that it's Right. Uh, satirical so. right i got legitimate let me look at this guy's other reviews oh he only has one other review listman and it's for an upcoming movie on the show oh great so we can, we can check in with this guy again for when we, we watch uh 1987's malone with burt reynolds okay uh which he uh, i'll just give you a preview he does call it the most explosive movie ever made um, excellent so okay, great. uh fantastic uh <laughs> Uh, well, we didn't uh, particularly uh, care for this movie. Uh, didn't hate it. But, didn't hate yeah, it, but, but thought it could be better. So do you want to try to make a better vehicle for the boss? Yeah. And I think we've also got Hendrickson playing the villain in this thing, right? Of course, yeah. Uh, we're going to reteam this. Uh, and uh, and uh, here we go. It's, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use our, our handy dandy. Uh, let's see here. Da-da-da. Uh, patented uh, action movie titled Generator, which is failing me at the moment. Uh, okay, well, here we go. Uh, to come up with a, a new vehicle for the Boz and uh, Lance Hendrickson. And mm. we're going to call this movie... Hold on. Uh, we're going to call this movie Extreme Conquest. Okay. Extreme Conquest. Extreme Conquest. Not your normal Conquest, but the Extreme mm. Conquest. Hmm. <laughs> extreme so obviously uh, Henriksen's going to be the villain again. I right. Mean, he's such right. a good villain. Right. I, I, okay, okay. I'm going with, so Conquest implies the taking of something, right? Yeah. So I'm going with, yes. he's a totalitarian leader of some kind of small country. Sure. And he's yes. basically pulling a modern day Hitler and he's invaded another country. Okay, gotcha. So it's like it's like a Venezuela kind of. Yeah, yes. And he's he's, yes. he's slowly taking it so it's an extreme conquest. And perhaps it, it was like maybe a smaller like he overthrows like a like a larger like country's government right uh, and then uses that power that he acclimates to then start to the idea is yeah he's starting to continents. take over a continent basically like y yes in, in small drips and the, and the government the u.s government is worried that 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 he's he's gaining more and more power all the time okay wait mm -hmm. why why uh dip our toe <laughs> when we could when we can uh cannonball in he has conquered a continent <laughs> yes he has which one he hasn't what's he got uh Great question. I don't know. I'm going, uh, I'm going with South America. South America, sure. I mean, that's a good uh, action movie setting, right? Like, with, you know, there's ooh. often troubles and conflicts and things like that. So he is sure. he is united. <laughs> he is united South America under his own control. He is the right. entire and, continent, and, and they're not willingly, you know, going no, along no, with it. No, but he's like, like I said. He's he's a he's a, a brutal dictator emperor figure. Right. Yes. And this is the largest empire. Yeah. that's existed since the roman empire right. is something that will be brought up in right. the film right like just really showing off the scope of and i what think here's the thing i think we can kind of go a little bit with the stone cold thing where they send in bosworth undercover 
to get yeah. close to him. Yes. But he's going to have to assassinate him. But, but he falls in love. <laughs> I'm going to say. Or wait, he falls in love with Henriksen. Well, not. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be pretty fucking bold, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, thinking, I was yeah. thinking more like his wife or sure. his sister or something. I don't want to say mm-hmm. daughter, although I'm sure Bosworth would be up for that. But uh, sure. Because yeah. they're like the same age. Uh, but uh, but yeah, falls in love with uh, let's say his sister. Ooh ooh, his sister who's in prison for turning against Henriksen. Oh, so, so it's she like led a, the rebel force, like Miss David Miscavige's wife. You know, yes, uh, he's got. Yeah. Well, maybe it is his wife then. Actually, it was his wife, and she yeah. wasn't on board with this, so she's been in prison. Bosworth mm-hmm. has fallen in love with her because one of his duties is to guard her. Right, exactly. And so rather than they want him to assassinate Henriksen, but he ends mm-hmm. up helping her to lead the rebellion against him, and they end up th- overthrowing the government, mm-hmm. which was not exactly... Yes. They wanted to destabilize... The government wants him to destabilize, right? Right, exactly. But he ends up but leading he... the, the rebellion force to install a new government entirely. Interesting. So that's... it's it's There's some commentary there of, like, U.S., you know, foreign right, uh, right. policy kind of destabilizing South American, you know. But, like, he actually does the work of, like, making sure that the people of these countries actually can create their own government. Right, and like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. It, kinda, it actually sounds like that could be incredibly stupid action movie or a somewhat potent uh, political thriller sure could it's, be. it's bosworth yeah. so it's going to go the first way obviously but <laughs> obviously we're not going <laughs> to but trust i'm saying him like like that that, that, that could message. be an action movie that has some smarts to it and maybe a point to me yeah um, yeah which was maybe our biggest criticism of yeah of this, this movie, movie has is that absolutely nothing to say <laughs> <laughs> like it's touching on things like racism and the justice system, but it has right. nothing to actually add, and it's just shooting and explosions. Uh, yes, you know, yes. which is fine. Uh, well, uh, I, I, I skipped over it because he didn't talk about this movie, but you know we have to check in with our good pal Bruce Winning for another segment mm-hmm. of the Winning Opinion. Now, uh, you know, Stone Cold is not on Amazon, so he didn't watch this. So I once again dove into Bruce Winning's uh, reviews here. And uh, listen, I found another one that troubles me. Oh, no. It troubles me a little bit. Now, this is his review for the film Mr. Brooks. Do you know this movie? Um, not this, off the top of my head. This is this is not a... Now, here's the thing. This is not an action movie. This is a <laughs> very dark psychological thriller with Kevin Costner. Uh, okay. where he plays a, a, a suburban father who kind of has split personality as a serial killer, which is represented by William Hurt, who sort of plays the killer inside his head. Gotcha. Uh, okay. and, so, and so it's this kind of searing thriller of this mm. guy sort of battling his own dark impulses and whether or not he's now passing that psychosis onto his daughter, who is now showing signs that she oh, might no. be a sociopath as well. So once John, again, I'm terrified of dark, what Bruce has to say violent, psychologically complex. It's kind of an interesting, I don't think it works fully, but it is an interesting movie. Well, Bruce enjoyed some more surface level things about it. Let's just say oh, that. Uh, mm-hmm. He titles this, the movie recommendations are great. I like the 16-9 very much. I like the action and violence. I like the shooting. I like a lot about this one. The, this movie picking system is great. 
Movies that we think you will like. The first on the list every time. I am loving Prime. Much better than carrying home a Blu-ray disc. Five out of five stars. Okay. All right. So we 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 now have more of his system down, yes. Pat. So he's it has to be the first thing that's right. Yeah. So because when so when you go on Amazon Prime right on your screen, yeah. the first thing that comes up is a row that that says as he says, movies we think you'll like, um, yes. which is now because of this podcast forever fucked up for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> completely destroyed that algorithm because it's like mostly Seagal movies and stuff now. Yep. I'm like, oh yeah. no, I don't. I, guys, I just want to watch the boys. Like, let's yeah. not. Okay. Because uh, I'm often skipping through that to get to like whatever show they have. But yeah, Bruce yeah. just goes with the first movie that shows up and yes. he's loving it. He's loving yeah. that. Thanks a lot, Amazon. He loves the violence. He loves the killing. He liked a lot about this one, which once again, he liked. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of shoot. It's been a while since I've seen Mr. Brooks. I remember a lot of shooting. I remember a lot of very brutal stabbings. Yeah. Like not fun I mean, action it, movie. Like once again, this is a dark serial killer thriller. It's not meant to right. be like uh, a rock'em sock'em action movie. It's really a very brutal and dark film. Yeah, I suppose what is uh, troubling about this review is that he views it in the same light as a stupid action movie. Yes, he very much does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is this is closer to something in the horror, but like like I said, like yeah, psychological thriller. And, but to, to, that's the thing that I've come to know. All violence is action to Bruce. Yeah, yes. It doesn't exactly. matter the context, you know. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if if it's a more realistic or sensitive. You know, when, when he's he's loving the wire for the shooting and chasing on the wire. Right. Well, that, that's not really the point of the wire. It's purposely like very matter of fact violence, not adrenalized action sequence. Right. Exactly. But he's still going like they're shooting dudes, right? Yeah, I'm going to ignore all complexity. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, continuing to be concerned about Bruce. I'm so, I'm very worried. Uh, Well, Lisman, next week is very exciting because we kick off yet another theme month on the show. It Mm -hmm. is time for what we're calling our July cage match. Hell yeah. A month of the great acting treasure that is Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and uh, now that he's sort of, it's a bit of a re- renaissance for him right we are now. Definitely he's, in a cage renaissance. He's, yeah, yeah, he's now sort of under, like out from under the thumb of uh, debt that yep. he has been plaguing him for yeah. years, and he he gets to make movies he wants to make. But As, this is still we're, an opportunity for us to look we're back. We're look on. back. And by the way, a, yeah. a, a thing he's been very honest about, as he's talked about being out of debt, and what he said was. I took movies for the money, but I never phoned it in. So I think this will be a, a chance to take. And, and for what we've seen, that's been true. He said, so far, he said I don't true. care what the movies were. Every time I was giving it 100%. So yes. we're going to kick things off next week because uh, we'll also be a month of guests. Uh, mm-hmm. Friend of the show, most frequent guest on here, Brendan Jones, will be joining us to kick off July Cage Match with the film Arsenal, uh, which is uh, Nicolas Cage and... I think we haven't covered him yet. Our first time around the action show, Mr. John Cusack. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. So this will be them reteaming after Con Air, which is a favorite of ours. Uh, of course. And uh, also coming to the party is Entourage star Adrian Grenier, who I oh, have a feeling boy. will be the actual main character of the movie. 
and uh, yeah, so this is uh, we're gonna, we'll be watching that. Listen, as always, I will ask: Would you like to hear the tagline for Arsenal? Lay it on me, John. Brotherhood has its price. Okay, Arsenal. pretty generic. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty generic. Great. And uh, I mean, everybody's got a gun on the poster, so uh, that yeah. could have been the tagline of the movie we just saw. Uh, in fact, actually, it would fit better. I, th- I mean, I haven't seen this movie yet, but I mean, I th- I'm sure it has something to do with brothers. But uh, wow. uh, we'll be talking a lot about, in particular, I'm very excited about this movie because if if folks go to the IMDb, look at the poster, look at the production stills, <laughs> we are very excited about the wig and mustache combo on Cage in this thing. Uh, I am curious to see how that mustache stays on his face. Yeah, this is this is uh, it's a wild look from Cage. Yeah. Uh, and a very uh, nondescript look for John Cusack, who appears to wear a baseball cap and sunglasses throughout the whole movie, <laughs> as if to sort of not be recognized in the film. He uh, wants to be anonymous, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something I think is very true about a lot of the straight-to-video action he's done. So uh, mm. he frequently yeah. is kind of disguising his face, like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about me being in this. So we'll be talking about that next week. Very excited to We do love Nicolas Cage on the show, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The Action Shelf. The Action Shelf is part of the Panel Up Podcast Network. Remember to follow us on social media. We're at Action Shelf Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at actionshelfpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also support the entire network by heading over to patreon.com slash panelup to get cool, exclusive bonus content. The Action Show.